It's Friday, March 4th, 2022, and this is Dan Excelsior, the Mostly Marvel Podcast. I'm Dennis, and I'll be your host as we review the latest Marvel happenings across all media, and as well as, you know, other superpowered stories that might that might have caught our attention. Uh, and when I say we, I'm referring to my wonderful co-hosts that I have uh, with me this week, so let's get them out here. Uh, first up, he's a hard man to convince to check out The Boys Diabolical, because it's animated. It's Frank. Look, <laughs> I've just been burned before in the past by Amazon animation. <laughs> and by by in the past, I mean just Invincible, and I'm the only person that didn't like it. I'm the one person in the world. <laughs> I can't name another person that didn't like it. Everyone just sings so, so much praise of, of Invincible. Yeah, it's because we watched all of it. That's, yeah, that's also, <laughs> is that why? That's also. Uh, I love your shirt, by the way, and I oh, own man. that shirt. Oh, nice. So this yeah. one's yours? I'm no, wearing it. Is this have, the one I got the, the morning after? Like I was wearing I, your clothes did, when I left? Did yours, did yours come in like a fake uh, VHS type box? No, no. Oh, did. yeah. Mine did. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, I actually was wearing a Batman shirt today, but I got a haircut today and I forgot like to not wear that shirt while I got the haircut. Uh, my hairs are like needles when they get cut. So like I... Yeah, I have to burn all the clothes I wear after I get a haircut. It's just, I can't. I hate that shit. I can't do it. Um, anyways, uh, I will let you know if The Boys Diabolical is worth your time. I watched one episode, and uh, I can't recommend it to you yet. <laughs> okay? I'm being honest. I'm being honest. Um, but uh, let's get uh, our other co-hosts out here so we can talk about other stuff and maybe The Boys, too. Um, he's got finals next week, but he still made time for us. It's Ricky. Hello. As someone who has not finished Invincible, I like it. So <laughs> there we go. More proof. You like you, you like it enough to wait a year to finish it. <laughs> yeah. No, I can hear yeah. that. Like some, sometimes you just want to like kind of slowly devour something. I got mm-hmm. a buddy that still hasn't opened his Nirvana CD in utero because he wants <laughs> to kind of keep it in mind. Like he wants to like just keep it like fresh, like as if they, they just came out with a new album, you know, he just wants uh, to lock in, lock okay. in that scent. I, yeah. I feel like, I feel like uh, the Oxford comma or, or at least a comma was really necessary for that statement because like uh, I was wondering is the album in utero or is his buddy, is he friends with a baby? <laughs> is he friends with a baby? A fetus? Is he no, friends with a fetus? This is um, some crazy twilight stuff. Some crazy Jacob stuff. Oh man. I forgot to turn on my light bright over there. I'll do it later. Uh, well, make sure to mute your devices, too, so we're not disturbing our wonderful audience that we're going to have here. Uh, no guests this week, uh, so it's going to be a wild one. Um, it's going to get wild really quick, I'm pretty sure. Because uh, uh, I actually appreciate when we have a guest because they keep us they keep us a little more controlled. Um, but whatever, it's going to be fine because we're going to probably have people in the audience. And so let me address them right now uh, with some formalities that I got to get out of the way. Um as advertised, we'll be putting a spotlight on The Batman, which just came out this week. Uh, but before that, we have some nerd news to discuss and a round of trivia that we call Contest of Champions. For those of you joining us live, don't be shy. Uh, we'll be checking the comments regularly. And if you can't get enough of us, you should visit patreon.com slash genxmedia, where you'll find a variety of creative offerings. Uh, but most recently, you're going to find a lot of uh, episodes of our live after show, The Soapbox. Uh, patrons get exclusive access to chat with us, 
But if that's not your thing, don't worry. We'll be releasing it to the public next week. Um, before we move on to all that other stuff, um, or I mean that, that I talked about, let's check in with you guys one more time. And we also got people in the audience who are already trying to spoil that they're not. They're just joking. It's Zach. <laughs> welcome, welcome back, Zach. Uh, but what else have you guys been uh, uh, binging this week or, or, or uh, nerding out on? Do you want to go what first, Ricky? No, you can go. I got nothing. Um, Elden Rings. That's it, man. That's that's owned my life. Every so, day I, I stay I thought, up till three playing Elden Ring. I thought I, that was your thing also. And I almost I put that don't as your like intro. Souls games. No, I've not tried them. I suck at them. I just can't get into them. But I did buy Elden Ring. Oh, you did. <laughs> That's Again, not where the story. I this thought one was gonna go. This one may turn the ship around. Okay, that's okay. hilarious. So, uh, my tax yeah. refund may have hit the same day, and I... those two may not be related. But man, you got yours already. I'm still waiting on a form to be delivered before I when, can finish. When my you taxes. don't own a home, your taxes oh, wow. are easy. Uh, it's a it's a bank form. It's just a bank form that I'm waiting on. It's I've one already... less form that I got. I got to worry about. So. Ricky, what's your class? Yeah. What's your class on Elden Ring? Uh, like I say, in in, in uh, tax returns. Like yeah, what's four? your class in tax returns? Low, actually, lower middle, four, lower middle, lower middle class. Go ahead and give us your social too, please. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. what am I? I think I'm a soldier. I'm the dude that looks like Conan or Conan when uh, Conan Conan O'Brien, like the hair, the tall redhead. Uh, what am I playing? Uh, PS5, PS5. But I'm not averse to buying it on the Xbox if you're playing it on Xbox. <laughs> um, just so you know, our 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 uh, favorite patron Ian is also planning to do a hardcore binge of that tonight. So he'll be happy to know that uh, the soapbox will probably be a shorter episode tonight because Ricky can't make it. Um, but uh, Ian does plan on uh, joining us in the in the comments at that. Uh, for however long we're there and then he's going to heavily play elden rings he's super addicted to it as well just so you know. nice nice i'm just I blowing up that. his spot blowing up his spot yeah he's addicted to all souls games um ian is really yes what it's like a yeah masochist. it's it's yeah. always been a, a a point of contention where i'm just like you're insane i probably those games are like uh uh groundhog's day like you, you play, you die, and you hopefully learn something. It's cool. It's good. It's oh, cool. I know. Good stuff. I've tried a few of them, and I hate them all. <laughs> Groundhog's Day? Uh, no, I like Groundhog's Day. I don't know. The Palm Springs one was pretty good. He's tried a few Groundhogs. Palm, Palm Springs good, and the Supernatural episode was good too. I haven't seen. Uh, that. It's excellent. Are you Ricky, guys still Ricky, watching you? Supernatural? I am not. I haven't Aww. even started. I, I watched like the first season, maybe the second season. That that's called starting. Oh, okay, I guess I did start it. Yeah, that's why I asked, are you still watching it? Because I know that you started it. I, I forget. I forget to watch it. I, I see like 10 things that are way better. But um, Ricky was about to say something about Elden Ring, and I'd rather hear him talk about Elden Ring than myself talk oh. about Supernatural. <laughs> that's fair. That's um, fair. I probably spent more time in the character creator than I have actually playing the game. My man, so which yeah. is about an hour in the character creator and less than an hour not in the character creator. Less than a... <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah, I spent like maybe 30, 30 to 40 minutes on character creator. And then I had I had to have just the right name, but I don't even remember what my name is. I think it's like Balls Deep or something like that. <laughs> I made Kanye, and so now I have Kanye and Elden Ring. Pretty cool. Oh, nice. What if Kanye made you in his Elden Ring game? 
I'd sue him. <laughs> Dang. Just sue him for some Yeezys. Oh, yeah, man. I'll sell out for that cheap. Sure. Yeah. So, Ricky, so Ricky, you're not nerding out on anything? You just, just, just the, um, just the no, Batman. Just the Batman. Um, we finished After Party. If you guys are watching After Party, I liked After Party. I actually finally uh, got my PS5 subscription to Apple this week. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I didn't realize that you get a free six months with it. I didn't either. Uh, and so uh, uh, Ian's wife actually was the third person to tell me I need to watch After Party. So I finally did that. And we just uh, were watching it right before this um, this show. I have about five minutes left of the final episode, but I already know who did the murder. Um, so Well, there's a murder. Pretty, yeah, it's a murder mystery. Mm-hmm. It's that's the whole that's the whole show. It's a it's a it's a comedy murder mystery. It's very knives out ish, but like the the whole thing is like every episode a different uh, suspect or witness gets to give their version of the story, and each one tries to do a different uh, genre of of movie style or whatever. So mm-hmm. it's it's really it's funny. So you get like you get your your rom com, you get your com, you get your uh, you get your animated episode too. You oh, that's fun. You get it. You get a musical, you get a horror version, you get the super action version, you know, like yeah, it's, yeah. it's all that. And, but it's a lot of really great comedic uh, talent with like Tiffany Haddish being the, the, um, the Daniel Craig of this story, basically. Okay. That sounds fun. It is Wait, pretty cool. Uh, so knives out. Oh yeah. That, I don't know why that reminded me, but uh, I, I finished porno movie on uh shutter. I think it's you not, watched it, right? Yeah, I did. Is yeah. that, is that what the movie's called? It's yeah. called Porno Movie. Yeah, it makes it super awkward. It's pretty good. Is, it, uh, is it called Porno Movie or Porno? It might be called Porno, but I think, I think it's, it's just better. called. I think it's like, just called you, Porno. I, I call it Porno to a Movie called to, Porno at this point. Yeah, no, that that's what I'm saying. Weird. Like, like it just so happens that every one of my family members calls me like when I'm watching this movie, and they're like, "Oh, what are you? I'm, I'm just watching a movie," and they're like, "Oh, what are you watching? Oh, Porno Movie." I think and, you want it to be called porno movie so that your answer is not just porno. I feel but it's, I'm, it, it I'm fairly the certain the movie is called just porno. Porno right? movie makes it legit. You think that oh, so porno movies worse than just calling it porno? Well, at, when unless you, porno, put, guys. unless you put the porno. article unless you put the article <laughs> a porno movie which would make it worse. Oh, uh, yeah. You know yeah. What I mean like, well, I mean, I think what would make it worse is if I put the definite article the I'm watching the porno. If you leave it oh, as porno by itself just sounds sleazy. I said it's the Wild West. If we but don't have like, a guest, the porno are. that sounds like you're going <laughs> to the kidding. adult video store. Okay, so, so Dennis is correct. I just looked it up. Dennis is correct. 2019. It's called porno. Just porno. Okay. So I was yeah. watching porno uh, yesterday. Yeah, and, uh, I clicked on it before even knowing what it's about. I was like, it's there. <laughs> I'm watching it. It's not. I, it's not I, as great as the name would suggest. I was satisfied by the amount of wiener that you see and the amount of exploding testicles. That's fair. Really? In a movie movie called Porno? Exploding testicles. There it's they a, were. It's a, it's a horror movie called Porno. Okay, that okay. needs to be made clear. So. Yeah. Yes. It's not a porno movie called Horror. Anyways. <laughs> this time. <laughs> we, we are uh, going nuts here. But yes, I, in case you were wondering, I have been nerding out on After Party and the other Apple show, uh, Severance. Which is Severance? Cool. I've heard good things in the trailers. I like Severance. It's, it's directed by uh, Ben Stiller, uh, but it kind of feels like Ben Stiller inspired by Jordan Peele. 
you know, like okay, to, yeah. to, to be, you know, known for comedy, but then go into like thriller horror type storytelling. Sure. And um, it's got, a uh, it's got Adam um, Scott. Falcone. It's got Adam it's Scott. Got, got Fal- Carmine Falcone. It's in got it. John Turturro. Yeah. Which is a weird trip for me. Cause I've been watching a lot of John Turturro this week, basically. Oh, um, cool. It's got Christopher Walken. Yes, it does. Man, I it's... wish I could do a Christopher Walken. Can you guys do Christopher Walken impression? No. I cannot. Ah, no. Okay, good. Okay. No. But um, I, I like it. There's only been four episodes. The fourth one came out today, uh, so I haven't watched that one yet. But um, it's a pretty cool show. I'm enjoying it. Cool. Um, but if we don't have anything else to nerd out, nerd out on, I mean, the uh, the audience is welcome to share what they're, what they're nerding out on. I, I know Zach is down with Elden Ring right now and the Batman. Uh, but... Why don't we uh, get to the news and then we'll check in on the audience later. So a another light news week. Not a lot of news coming out the week of a, a Batman movie in terms of no, Marvel it's not, stuff. It's not a Batman movie. It's the, the Batman, Batman movie. Yeah. The yeah. Batman. The definite article. And there's no movie at the end of it. It's just the Batman. <laughs> uh, I'm going to look that up. The movie Batman or the Batman movie? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> what is that? Um, well, on on the Batman topic, I, I found this uh, article. I thought it was kind of interesting. I just kind of wanted to get you guys' take on it. So AMC, uh, in a earnings call this past week, they uh, kind of mentioned that certain theaters... <clears throat> We'll be kind of testing on a new movie pricing policy. So where essentially it's like uh surge pricing for movies. So like if it's Friday night and you want to watch the Batman, it's going to be more expensive than watching, let's say, Uncharted in the theater next door. And to take it another step further, depending on where you sit in the theater, the pricing will be different as well. So center seats being more expensive, the outer ones being cheaper. Wow. So. Okay. What do you guys what do you guys think? Apparently this is something they do in Europe uh now. It's kind of standard over there. But would tiered movie movie going experiences would that be something you're in or no? I, I think I'm good watching movies at home, to be honest. Uh I can say honestly, like if they try to tier me for my handicap seating, I will flip my Hey, there's lid. only four supply and demand, so I'm just gonna yeah. say, like, if they I'm saying, don't, I don't even, I don't even use their seats, man. <laughs> yeah, seriously. In fact, they should pay you to go to the movie theater. Yeah, that's honestly, that's honestly why I, I, I could never, I can't, I can't do 40x. It's like, ugh, like why, why would I sit in the handicap seat in a 40x theater? It's just, that's just dumb. Just that do like they have liability. specific seats? I, I haven't been to 40x. I don't they even have, know. They have okay, so I have been to one 40x movie ever. And my wife was nice enough to help me transfer into an actual seat because no one was there. And like, so it didn't matter that we were taking the seat that, you know, she just scooted over one seat. And uh, so I got to experience it. But normally, like when you buy a ticket as a wheelchair user, mm-hmm. they literally sell you just a, a vacant lot that you sit next to somebody <laughs> while they bounce around in their chair. We got to like, fix that, man. It's, yeah. Make the make the tweet to Elon Musk now. In two in two chairs from now, your chair will be able to sync up with the 40x movie. It'd be cool if like they could uh like they had clamps like and the plate like the the parking spot was on the same hydraulic as the rest of the chairs, and like you could clamp your wheelchair down 
put your seatbelt on and then you just go for the ride, you know? Yeah, I mean? like, like, on, like on the bus or something like that? Yeah, like on the <laughs> bus. <laughs> Um, oh man so but, so so the chairs bounce around and like what so when someone oh, sneezes on, it's like on, going on, yeah it's like going to see a 40 movie like a disney or whatever yeah, oh so, so like they spray you with water when someone sneezes and shit uh they they blow air in your face and they have like little they have little weed whackers that hit your ankles and stuff like so it is there fans it's pre- too wow it's pretty it's pretty much like honey i shrunk the kids back in the day you know if you remember oh, okay. that like honey i blew up the audience or, or i yeah honey i yeah. blew up the audience it's like that but like, but the uh, more insane hydraulics, like, okay. like, so when, yeah, I recommend you try it, but, but try it for a movie that you think might suck. So that it's a, like, it, you got to go watch Fast yeah. and Furious. It, that's probably the best movie for that. Yeah. Oh, that, that's a movie I definitely think would suck. Mm-hmm. So that's okay. That, that, yeah. that, lines, that lines up pretty well. But back to what you were saying, Ricky, I don't know. Uh, I'm not sure if I can weigh in on the, on the tiered pricing thing I, like i don't know how i feel about that like i i feel like uh i do feel like the movie theaters need to adjust to a new a new model mm-hmm. and so maybe that's it you know like i'm not i'm not gonna naysay on that without seeing I've always, more, uh, always more been a fan of like I, I get the tiered uh tiered tier where you know it's a friday night the batman screening you know that'll be definitely more expensive because you can and you know is it kind of a scummy thing to do you know it's business supply and demand right no i I mean they're they're providing they're providing a service too you know like there's there's a whole thing going on there but like i don't think the seating thing is something though that could take you know it's i guess concerts are probably like the one thing where you pay where you know wherever you sit is is priced differently but I yeah. think the only way to do it is like make it like a a draft house situation or more boutique situation where you have like your own little cluster pot or something. That's, well, that's what I've been thinking the whole time is that's the real way they need to pivot is just in general it needs to be a more curated experience for your audience, you know. But Zach does have an, an, a a hot take on that. Maybe he's thinking maybe it's related to this movie only having the Batman only having a forty five day window before streaming, so AMC is trying to maximize the return on that movie. You know, since they, like they, they are already... they're, not, they're never going to extend that back out again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's possible. It's possible. Um, but we'll see. I'm interested to see how this movie does in the box office because I my theater was definitely more empty than when I saw Spider Man at the same time uh, a few months ago. Same time, uh, same same like kind of showing like standard, it's right? Not, it's not as risky movie. if it's yeah. not peak yeah. COVID. It's like, yeah. The same. yeah, yeah. You don't, you don't get the same taste. You don't yeah. get the same danger. Got to live on the edge. Yeah, exactly. What else All you right. got in news in the news world? In the final chapter of the is it or is it not coming on Disney Plus, we got confirmation this week that the uh, Netflix Marvel shows are going to make the jump on uh, March 14th over to Disney Plus. You know, I'm honestly glad that they knew that there was enough confusion that they felt the need to clarify this. You know, because like. A lot of people do know that the Disney Plus experience in America is very different, mm-hmm. or in the U.S. is very different from everywhere else. Um, but like, well, I, along this announcement, they announce immediately after that there's new uh, parental, parental guidance, controls, parental control parental settings. Control. Yeah, but I also read something about like they're going to be doing something for TV 14, and I was confused because I'm like, are you suggesting that? the Netflix shows are only TV 14 because they were not. 
when I watch them. Those were TVMA. How many uh, PG I mean, 13 gets you one fuck? PG 14 or TV 14 dude, gets you. I'm telling you, if you don't remember the Punisher like I remember the Punisher, like, that one extra year gives you more blood. You don't have to say fuck to be a rated R movie, okay? Um, it's not. It's not a requirement. That's just like it's a parameter that, that you know that it's a lever they can pull. But uh, Jessica Jones and and Punisher, no way those weren't TVMA. So either they edited. Or uh, the other possibility that I th- that uh, I, w- I was talking about with my wife yesterday and that we considered is what if they re-rated everything because it's going to a new platform? You know, there, there's mean? no way they re-rated this TV 14 though. Why wouldn't they? I mean, who is rating it? Disney or there's not? It's just them saying this is what it is. There's no governing thing for that right since it's all yeah streaming. there is yeah is there? there's the rating all all the ratings have a i mean when we say governing though like it's pretty shady if you've ever watched like the uh the uh, there's a, a kevin smith like documentary that or he was ho- he hosted it or something about the the rating the yeah, MPA, yeah and it's pretty it's pretty biased and 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 weird so disney has this habit of getting uh lower Mm-hmm. ratings you know because of that disney name on them so i'm not accusing them of, of anything particularly it, with the netflix shows i'm just saying i'm kind of anxious to see what those shows are are rated because I, they were I, they were definitely they i were definitely two things were they were they privy to the the streaming numbers of that show when the rights came back to them for even before you know they had to have been because they, they were, been. they were, I mean, they were like, they still owned, they still owned it uh, mm-hmm. at the time, you know, so they're still the, the, the people signing off on the, on, on allowing Netflix to make those shows. Um, they have to know like Disney was using that as a test bed mm-hmm. for, for Disney plus. Do you know what I yeah. mean? Like they, they were, they were gathering all of the information they could from the Netflix experience. And, and they use that to inform how they, they went about creating Disney plus. So I just hope that this opens the door. I mean, or it already has right for content of this quality and not quality, but of this violence adultness scale <laughs> to come in the future no, dates, right? of this violence adultness of, of scale this violence that's pretty good um yeah uh, yeah we'll see we'll see i i'm i'm like i i hope that that doesn't just color our expectations for moon knight because i i just i just i just can't see moon knight being as brutal as some of those shows like would I want to see Moon Knight be as brutal as some of those shows? Yes, I would. But knowing it's Disney Plus, like how produced, brutal though? I, I felt like the 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 fights in Falcon and Winter Soldier were pretty brutal. You don't remember the Punisher clearly. <laughs> no, because but like for, you, I'm setting the bar you, for, for. I'm shifting to Moon Knight now. Let's let's set the bar. You break a mirror, and then you take a man's face. And you rake it across said mirror slowly, watching his flesh tear off his face. That is the Punisher. 
I don't think the Moon Knight's gonna go there, dude. I don't think the Moon Knight's gonna go there. On their, uh, Frank, what do you think? I think they can get pretty creative with violence, and uh, they can probably they could they could PG thirteenify or R rated oh, movie easy. Yeah, you can get creative with it, but I but I'm saying but, like, yeah yeah. So I'm I'm agreeing with you. Not I'm, showing that right. Yeah yeah. What I'm saying. What, what short story long. I agree with you. <laughs> Got it. Um, in their little trailer to announce this all this news, uh, Iron Fist was excluded from their little <laughs> teaser thirty second clip or whatever. <laughs> but is that not coming? Com- I, I never Plus, finished right? that. I never. It's still coming to Disney Plus, right? Yeah, it's still coming. Oh, okay, okay. okay. There's just a little uh, sizzle reel. Did not have season, season two is significantly better than season one, but it's still a piece of garbage. <laughs> okay, so it's that's just a better how piece far of, it's the donut it's, that's on top of the trash can. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I won't spoil it for you in case you want to watch it, but or I can spoil it for you later. I'm down to clown. I don't care. I kind of feel like weird spoiling it because there's a whole new audience that's going to be exposed to it in, yeah. in about three weeks. You know what I mean? Like, but I will say, uh, Daredevil season one is the absolute must watch. If you've never seen it before, please watch that. Like, it's so great. Agree. Uh, especially because Charlie Cox has announced uh, that there will definitely be more Daredevil coming soon, right? Well, the only one also, you can believe Charlie Cox. The only one you can't believe is Andrew Garfield. That's mm-hmm. right. Well, also coming soon is uh, Oscar nominee Ariana DeBoss. She's going to be playing Calypso in the uh, Craven movie with the uh, with Aaron Taylor, Taylor Johnson. Frank, who is Calypso, and what does she do? Calypso is the chick from Pirates uh, of the Caribbean that grows super big in Dead Man's Chest. You know, fun fun fact. Without if one, I, I'm okay with you asking Frank all the time, mm-hmm. but just know that my <laughs> my heart breaks a little bit every time you always ask Frank. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I just side note: I made the trivia game for tonight. Uh, I was so close to using Calypso in it, and oh, then nice. I remember. I then I remembered that this news came out, and I figured, damn it, they probably actually know who Calypso is this week. Um, smart i clipped this 15 minutes ago so oh well oh never mind <laughs> i could have but you still you're talking about it right now so yeah if she would have been in my trivia you would have you would have you would it's a bit of it's a freebie yeah but she's, i want to hear i want to hear question. frank's answer yeah she's a she's a voodoo so. princess that is associated with craven and a spider-man villain uh for some reason a, the 80s saw fit to put a lot of voodoo in their uh subject matter um, is she a princess or a priestess? Priestess, priestess, sorry. Satanic okay. panic, sorry. right? That all kind of mel- melds in. Yeah, no, it's super weird. And I don't know why the 80s had that, but, uh, you know, whatever. Yeah. They also had the Cold War, and I think we're bringing that back, too. So that's that's pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, My but, favorite story with her was uh, Torment. Torment, in, uh, yeah. That's uh, the adaptive of Spider-Man, right? Yeah. Todd McFarlane, Spider-Man, and I think it was issues one through five. I want to say maybe one that, through six. That sounds right. Maybe one through three. Yeah, yeah, six. Yeah. Um, and it was basically the uh, like the, uh, lizard. the lizard was on a rampage, and Spider Man couldn't figure out why. And then there started being like signs that it might be Craven was somehow influencing him. But then it's revealed that it was actually Calypso that was um, using her voodoo to uh, put the lizard in a trance, and he became more uh, more feral than ever before. Right? Like that's yeah. It's cool, cool art though. Really cool yeah. story. R- really good art. They gave mm-hmm. uh, what's her name, uh, MJ, the big uh, Katie Seagal married children hair. 
in the in that one. That's how big Farland drew her at the time. Yeah, but I don't know that actress at all, Ricky. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, was she in uh, West Side Story? Most recently. Oh, that that just got added to Disney Plus. I'm gonna watch that this weekend. Yeah, too. Oh, really? Nice. Yeah, on Wednesday it did. Cool, cool. Yeah. Who who does she play in West Side Story? I think uh, either the West or the Side. I'm not sure. Okay, she's oh, not the story. She's not the entire she story. She is Anita. Oh, she's Anita. Okay. As a reminder, thought... I've never seen West Side Story, the original. Um, so I'm excited that, to see that. Don't be scared of it. Don't be scared of it because the 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 sharks look like they're they're wearing Klingon makeup from the '60s. Like, don't, don't be scared <laughs> of that. Ex- that's exactly why my wife stopped me from watching it. <laughs> fair, fair. We got five minutes in, and she's like, "Nope, you know what? Never mind. We're not going to watch this. We'll wait for the new one." Just imagine it was it was a, a a different an alternate reality, if you will, a variant reality where there's Klingons <laughs> that live in New York. They just live amongst us. Got it. Awesome. That's all the news. That's all the news. That's all the news. <laughs> yes. I like how we ended that one. That was good. All right. I'm fine with that. I appreciate that news. Uh, I got no no uh, toy news either, uh, other than the final Walgreens mm-hmm. exclusive binary figure from last year finally went up for uh for uh on their website today you know it's only march and this was an exclusive from last year so if you never got a chance to get it in stores you can get it online today nice nice yeah i saw the art she has that big sunflower hair yeah she's a very unique very specific specific time in comic books as well um but yeah that's all i got too all right, let's do this then. The, the, the end. All right, time to get the energy levels up a little. You bring here. it up. Sorry, sorry. It's just it was a it was a lame news week, and what are we supposed to do? With that? <laughs> I think we stretch. Not your fault. It's not your fault that it was a lame news week. Damn it, Ricky! How dare you not make yeah. news? Make more news. Yeah, I mean, um, there's other world events we could talk about, but no, please don't. Like that, let's not, let's not, let's just not do that. Uh, instead, let's play, uh, let's play Contest of Champions. Party uh, of, okay. So, uh, I, I like to give little prefaces always before we start our game. Uh, this time around, I got a Frank and a Ricky, and I got no guest. That means I kind of made the tr- the game harder and, and simpler at the same time. Uh, just because, like, you know, when there's a guest here, I like to make sure it caters to them. But when it's just you two, I'm like, yeah, fuck it, whatever. Let's do this. Uh, so I, I did want to, in honor of Batman, I felt like the need to at least make it a little bit DC again. So mm-hmm. I decided to, I was thinking about all the ridiculous villains that Batman has in this in, oh in the universe and how. Did we do this one? Did Frank do this one? No. No, well, uh, he we, has we not touched done, upon it. He has not done okay. this. Uh, we are doing... Is it DC or Marvel? And okay. I'm not even giving you a name. I'm showing oh, you a nice. picture, and you guys can look them? at this. Uh, you get you get you get bonus credit if you can name them. I'm pretty sure Frank can name most of the characters. I feel sure. that it's a Wolverine, uh, Batman for that's sure. An- Animal Man from DC. <laughs> I could be wrong. Dark Claw. What what would a mix of them be? Maybe he's he's a monster. Oh look 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 see. 
I, I, I said, is Monster it DC Energy. or Marvel? There is no and in this. It's We're not doing the Amalgam universe. Oh. He's, he's definitely Image Comics. Uh, no, I didn't. DSW, perhaps? There's no, there's no trick questions either. That's Dynamite. DC. DC. If it yeah. wasn't DC, they would be getting sued out their ass. So it's DC. I'm going DC. I think it's Animal Man, but I'm not positive. All right, here we go. Uh, sorry, audience who is listening, because this is a, a man that very much looks like Batman, but he's wearing, he's wearing yellow and like, what, maroon instead with three with three uh, scratches on his chest. This is, in <laughs> fact, Catman. Catman. And he is absolutely a DC character. He was even created by the creator of Batman. He was created by oh, Bill Finger, Bill Finger yeah. and Jim Mooney. Uh, first appearing ideas. in Detective Comics 311, January 1963. Well, I don't um, know if they, they were running out of ideas in 63. I feel like that was when they were coming up with the ideas. He's actually become an anti-hero in, in, uh, more recently. But um, Did his parents live? Like, What's his backstory? Uh, Thomas Blake was a former wealthy socialite from Gotham City who trained himself to become a professional jungle cats hunter. His dedication to this hobby caused him to squander his fortune, and without any resources, he decided to turn to crime. At oh. first, he considered becoming a vigilante, but since Batman was already working in Gotham, Blake decided to adopt the identity of the costume criminal Catman. <clears throat> Blake was partially inspired by the animals he had devoted his life to capture and the notorious former criminal Catwoman, who had retired from crime at the time. He didn't want to be like Lion Man or like the Tiger. Yeah. Or the taupe no. tiger, or uh, what, what, what do you call it? Maroon, the maroon tiger, maroon five. No, okay, I got nothing for this. Uh, but that's 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 Catman. There you yeah, go. Sounds lame. Nice, nice. All right, next up is it DC or Marvel? There's this beautiful, beautiful woman we got here. She's in like, some nice green outfit with a white cape and some blue boots. Is that, is that mantis that looks like. Uh, Marie, uh, Ramita, Ramita Senior drawing. I'm gonna say Marvel. Marvel. Those dots look marvelly in her hair. Those dots in her hair look the, do yeah. the dots in her hair. Yeah, I'm going Marvel. Would anyone want to guess what her name is? Mm. Mm. Sparky, 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 Boom Lady. Well, um, I will shock you. She actually predates ramita by a lot oh does she? this is this is technically it's a technicality character she is oh, from 1947 from the original <laughs> human torch called it she she is so she is technically timely comics which got bought by marvel uh okay. this is asbestos lady <laughs> that's what i was oh. laughing uh aka was victoria like Good Victoria Murdoch back then. The, asbestos was considered good because it was uh, flame retardant, and that's the whole point of it. Like, okay, so when you ask that question, you know that like most houses had asbestos in them, right? Like, uh, and and it wasn't accidental; it was intentional. I mean, by the uh, time I came around, I wasn't dealing with that problem. We're talking about 1947, <laughs> Ricky. <laughs> um. But uh, yeah, it was. It's very common because it's 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 it doesn't burn well, and that's, mm -hmm. that's okay. That like, makes sense. And why she's the human torches? Yeah, yeah. Longtime lover. But you know, as the times changed and people learned about the deadly effects of uh, asbestos exposure, uh, uh, you know, she turned to a life of crime and started giving 
(laughs) giving the heroes. No, it was much darker. She died of asbestos exposure. Is what I was going to say. No, is that true? Yeah, (laughs) that's That's awesome. She died of idiopathic mesothelioma, which is uh, saw the commercial on on the TV. Which is the type of cancer associated with asbestos exposure. Um, Is that the synthetic man, Human Torch? Yeah. Yes. That is John Hammond, the, the original Human Torch. We wouldn't see the uh, new Human Torch until like 64, I 63. I thought I'd fool you with the old school art because she's definitely DC era because Marvel didn't exist in 1947. But you, you got it. You got it. It turns out we got it, but we bumbled our way to the answer. You so. That's okay. Yeah. I made it simple. I said it's harder and simpler at the same time. Rick, Ricky picked the dots, and I picked it because mm-hmm. I thought she was yep. an artist that she predates by twenty years. So that's she definitely predates Ramita. Yeah. So so we hella bumbled it. That's cool. yeah, you did. It's cool. Here we go. Next one is it DC or Marvel? Oh, what that looks DC as fuck. That that totally looks yeah. DC. I don't know how to describe this person. It's a giant top hat. It looks like Batman's cape. Giant trench coat that I guess kind of looks like Batman's cape. He's holding the pistol. I, I think it's a he. Wait, he's got like a beard or something, right? He like, looks like yeah. the cat in the hat, but without stripes. Yeah. And with the yeah. gun, holding holding a revolver. <laughs> a I, I like that. Uh, I like this idea. I, 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 give me the funniest way you can describe this character. That, that was Marvel doesn't sure. do guns like that. Their guns look less scary. <laughs> what? <laughs> what are you talking about? You have I'm, not read Daredevil or I Punisher. Yeah. But that's not a scary gun. I'm putting us Marvel, on full screen because I want to. Marvel get a good does. Look. Marvel does uh, guns like guns. They all do guns like guns. DC, Unless... my final answer. Lock it in. All right. Who is I, this, Frank? I will go DC. I don't know the character though. I thought I thought at first it was Gentleman Ghost, but Gentleman Ghost is translucent, so I don't know. I don't know who the hell this is. This is the crack hatter. Is Tallyman. Tallyman, nice. AKA unknown shadow of the uh, bat. I should have known that that's uh that's nightfall. That's straight up from nightfall. He's from shadow of the bat. 19 number 19, October, 1993. Um, starving and living in rags. The boy who was to become the tally man lived with his mother and sister in constant fear of criminals who threatened the family for the money. His father had borrowed from them years before after his father died those same criminals extorted his weekly fee from the deceased man's wife the boy begged his mother not to pay but she tearfully replied everyone has to pay the tally man oh my god and tally then, me but they had then then he had to tally her banana yeah what um the, so this is from uh, i misspoke it's not nightfall night it's night's quest so that's that should be sean paul or john jean paul valley right there not bruce wayne oh that batman yeah could be wrong though. Interesting, <clears throat> but I'm I'm pretty sure nineteen and twenty. I think were a two parter, and it was in the Night's Quest. Uh, about the tally man. About the mm-hmm. tally man. Yeah. Telling his banana. <laughs> I don't know. Right. I forgot that. But wait, Scary who's guns. the creator? Look at the creator right there. Yeah, Alan Grant. Alan Grant, and then he had time to to discover dinosaurs and go, go <laughs> back to Isla yeah. Nublar. I see what you did there. We're going. We're moving on. Is it DC or is it Marvel? That's a Marvel drawing. That looks like Marvel. Mm-hmm. Well, so but who is, is, is that? I, the doppel- I, I, I need, or, I need the either. I need the funniest ex- description of what he looks like. So um, he he, how can I say it? he looks like a resident? No, no, he looks like um, like a a guy in a black or okay, he's in a black body tight 
with a circle, like a target on his face, and a mm-hmm. trench coat. It looks like a a black colored Squid Games <laughs> security guard with a cape or a trench coat. Squid Games security guard. That's so what are we going Ricky. with? What are we going with, guys? That was a good answer. <clears throat> that's uh. I think that's, that's DC actually now. I think it's mm-hmm. onomatopoeia. Or, um... I, I'm gonna say DC because that that cape is a DC shade of blue. A DC shade of blue. They just have certain traits. I feel like we should have gone Marvel though because no, it's, it's been be pretty light in Marvel so far. It's gonna be DC. Split the hair, Frank. That's either Onomatopoeia or that's uh, Doppler, or it could be someone else. So I don't know. All right. Yeah, let's uh, let's go DC. I'll go with what Ricky says. Let's go DC. Yeah. DC okay. Blue. We're going, and Frank gets the bonus points. Look at that DC shade of red right there. Oh, <laughs> um, onomatopoeia created by Kevin Smith from 2002. Nice. Um, what does he do? He speaks in automatopoeias. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he is, like, he, is a, he is a serial killer that likes to hunt normal, uh, power based, uh, superheroes. Who, how do you get his name? Kevin Smith. Do you know, do you know he... what an onomatopoeia is? Yeah, I do, but like that's how he speaks. If he only speaks in that, like how did he speak onomatopoeia? Maybe someone named him. I think I think he was named onomatopoeia. Okay. Yeah. That's what mean. But but also maybe he could write it down. They could be like, hey, what's your name? And he's all like he could write it down. Scratch, scratch, scratch. And then he's they're all like, oh, we'll try writing it down. And then he just writes it down and that's yeah. Seems good. All right, you guys. Um, that's kind of on the far. nose for his parents to have named him Onomatopoeia, though. I think. <laughs> well, his real name is unknown, so who knows? Yeah, who knows? Um, man, he, he comes from the best. Didn't he start? Oh wait, no, he started off in Green Arrow. But like we saw him in that one comic book that we were hating on for years, the Barukaba scumbag. What what book was that from? That was it was a Kevin Smith. Uh, it was a Kevin Smith Batman. It was the Widening Gear. It's the widening gear. I I never finished that one. But Neither did I. No, yeah. He is in the widening the widening gear for sure. I was. I think I was out at Baruch Abbas scumbag. <laughs> I think I think we were done. I was done there. Is it DC or is it Marvel? Go. Mm, what is this? Shit. Who are you? There's like a gradient on it that looks very Marvel. But yeah. The face. The face is. I need. DC I need. Vibes. I need the funniest description of this character. Um, he looks like a a jangly man. The he, looks jangly like a, man? <laughs> he looks like Slender Man with a bathrobe and a top hat and a uh, glowing, glowing, stinky mallet. Mm-hmm. Definitely stinky for sure. Mm. What do you guys got? Mm. I'm gonna go Marvel. That does look very Marvelish. I the gradient on the way his coat goes from. Uh, dark brown to light brown is giving me serious Marvel vibes. I think it's more the shading that gives love, me the Marvel I love, vibes. I love the weird logic of that, but yeah. have I been wrong? No, you you're the one that wrong. called the DC Blue. DC Blue was 100% correct. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I almost led us down the wrong path. I almost said Marvel on that one. So I'm glad we synced up. All right, let's go. Let's go with the. I'm going to follow Ricky's logic because Ricky's logic's working today. Here we go, Marvel. Marvel, baby. This is Mr. Smile. <laughs> yeah, boy. He is from Doctor Strange number five, July 2020. You can see he's side by side with his co- companion, Mr. Sulk. 
<laughs> created by Mark Wade and Kev Walker. They're like weird demons. I don't, please don't ask me to explain these things. They're okay. they're de- they're demon people. They're pretty cool looking. They look like something from like Hammer. They look like something from uh, Buffy. Buffy yeah, the it's totally. Why does he have the smelly hammer though? What's the? You... It's not a smelly hammer. It's the. It's like the hammer of entropy. It's some like magical weapon that he made. <laughs> He's a mom. It's not smelly. It's you told me. I, I I told you I didn't want to explain him more. But yeah, he's a. <laughs> I thought he could easily pass for a Batman villain, but um, I guess not. I guess he does not. kind of. He, I, I would I would give you that, but Ricky Ricky's nose doesn't lie in this game. All right. Well, let's see how it keeps going. There we go. Oh shit. Ricky, your nose. That's a DC thing. That looks like a fake DC thing. It looks so cheesy. Like I feel like this is on the back of like a T-shirt <laughs> that you find like at a flea market. It looks like you got to explain what it looks like for for the audience. Like some, it looks like a Etrigan, but with like a ball-headed Etrigan with a big open mouth wound. What's that game, Splatterhouse? It looks like that dude. Splatterhouse, like just <laughs> grotesque and. And just unnecessarily buff, and there's an explosion behind him. It does kind of look like Splatterhouse. That's a that that's a cool. He's carrying an axe. He's carrying an axe. Too. Okay, yeah, he has a, an axe. He has like he's he's dressed like Gaston though. <clears throat> Honestly, when I see him, I think he looks like a Herald of Galactus. I see the axe though, and I think like an Asgardian, like he's an Asgardian villain. So I'm gonna mm-hmm. I'm gonna go Marvel in this one. I'm gonna have to go in that opposition. Explosion's pretty Marvel-y, I'll give it that. But I'm gonna say DC. I'm gonna go in that, direct opposition with Ricky on this one and go that Marvel. Explosion is pretty Marvel-y. <laughs> There's just uh, a color palette that they you use. Read, you read a lot yeah. of DC comics, Ricky? No. Yeah, I thought so. <laughs> this this uh, may determine who wins the game between me and Ricky. It was yeah. collaborative, but now we've made it combative. Well, unfortunately, Ricky won. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> this is Rogal Czar. Uh, if it's any consolation, oh, he was created you... by Brian Michael Bendis and Jim Lee. Nice, nice. Oh, man, two Marvel guys. That explains That explains a lot. It's Marvel people created this character. Um, yeah, well-established Marvel people created this character. That's, but for, that, that... for DC. That just goes to show, man, don't bet against Ricky in this game. No. Yeah. I... Yeah. Uh, it goes to show that I'm definitely going to play. I'm, I'm going to bring this game back again sometime this year, and I'm going to put Ricky to the test uh, because his logic I don't read comics. Was, That's like, I don't know how I, I just guessed it, but it there's just certain things that stand out with the shading I, and the But next time that... around, I'm literally just going to research every DC artist who, who, who drew a, a Marvel character. And vice versa, and that's all I'm gonna put. Cause... Yeah, I think I think that's how you played on my head this one, man. Yeah, I mean, you got, yeah, you got the Jim Lee art. Yeah, if you get black and white photos, I'll be stumped for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think black and white's fair. We'll do like Sin City. But uh, this guy is a weird one. He's like, I think I told you briefly about him recently. He's a he's been in the Superman story I've been reading. He's like <clears throat> the latest alien to be blamed for the death of Krypton. And is the newest alien to be fighting Superman because he's matches him in strength and stuff like that. That's so, cool. Uh, there's a new one of those every few years. <clears throat> yeah, I was gonna say every every ten years we get a different alien that was responsible for uh, Krypton. the death of Krypton. Yep, yeah. exactly. That's so there cool. you go. Well, uh, yeah, if you were counting, I did uh, four DCs and two Marvels, 
Um, I almost did five DCs, but like I, I, I wanted to give you a fair shake at both of them. So there you go. That was the game. Did you guys like it? Yeah, that was cool. I like the part where you guys got to describe the characters. That was pretty fun. I like um, the part where Ricky just totally guessed. Like, I, I, I can't overstate that enough, I don't think. <laughs> follow follow Ricky's Next time's the real test. For sure. <laughs> All right, guys. You ready to talk about some Batman? Let's go. Some Batman or the Batman? Uh, let's talk about a Batman, Batman. And then we'll talk right. about a Batman. All right, cool. So yeah, it's time to put a spotlight on the Batman. That's the one with uh, Robert Pattinson, uh, not to be confused with the one with Jim Carrey, or uh, or George Clooney, or Adam West, or Christian Bale, or Michael uh, Keaton, or Michael Keaton. Is there the Ben Affleck yeah. one too? No, there's not. There's, there's a Ben Affleck one. Wow. There's no cool. Ben. There's no Ben Affleck Batman movie. Uh, doesn't exist. Um, but yeah, uh, I do want to say this, uh, spoiler warning, uh, and we totally understand, you know, like if you need to check out at this point, because the movie literally came out like Wednesday. Yeah. That's the, the first time we're doing a day of for a movie. It's not the first time. It's the first time in a while. Uh, we definitely did a day or weekend of for the black widow. Oh yeah. Yeah, we yeah. did. We, yeah, did. we did. Yeah. Yeah. See? It's not the first time. Uh, it's just the first time in a while. Uh, but yeah, DC. but you know, uh, we just kind of figured. Uh, apparently, half the world seems to be convinced that things are going back to normal. So, uh, after the success of Spider-Man, uh, it looks like people want to go to the movies again. So, uh, you know, we all we all sucked it up and went and saw the Batman, and we're here to talk about it. But yeah, spoiler warning: if you haven't watched it yet, please turn away and come back when you have. Uh, you'll probably thank us later. Um, it's going to be out, by the way, on uh, in on HBO Max in uh, the end of April. So it's not a giant wait. It's like a 45-day wait. Um, but for anyone choosing to ignore that warning, here we go. Here's a quick summary. Uh, when the Riddler, a sadistic serial killer, begins murdering key political figures in Gotham, Batman is forced to investigate the city's hidden corruption and question his family's involvement. Along the way, he'll find an unlikely ally in a cat burglar that has her own mystery to solve. And uh, yeah, and then uh, three hours later, you're like, oh, okay, I got to pee. And that's how it goes. <laughs> that's pretty, pretty accurate. Much, right? mm -hmm. Pretty accurate, yeah. Definitely there's a, a pee after. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of different things we could talk about about this movie. I guess I guess the, the first thing just to talk about is like, uh, you know, where would you guys rate this one among other Batman movies? Oh man, that's that's a whole discussion. That's, that's right a rough question. That that's questions that that we start arguing about instantly. Top, that, that, that's I, top half. Why, for why sure, do you think? Right? I, why do you think I asked trigger it? trigger warning? Why gentlemen. do you think I asked it? No, definitely the top half. <laughs> you always say the top half. Yeah, You're like yep. Well, it, it cuts out the BS. Like, can we agree on that, Frank? Top half. Wait. Cuts this movie? BS. I mean, okay, wait. So, okay, bottom three are going to be Dark Knight Rises. It's going to mm -hmm. be Batman and Robin. I mm -hmm. swear to God, I just came up with that question like right now, by the way. Like, I was just like, yeah, you know, let's go with this. Yeah. So let's, uh, 
Yeah, I would say top half. Definitely top okay. half. Mm, yeah. To whittle down further, I don't know. See, I'm still ro- running on the hype from yesterday. There's there's a scene... I don't I don't want to whittle it down further, but if it I think if it's up to that, right? That's a pretty good That's all positive. Yeah, I just I have mean... to think about it cuz I'm still I'm still riding the high from it. Like I had mm-hmm. a good time watching it. Like I told Dennis that I paid for my entire seat, but I only really needed the edge of it because that that movie just had me. It had me lock stock and barrel. And uh but the, the, the ending the ending was like six hours long, and I was like, God, just end the damn movie already, please. It was like Lord of the Rings, and th- that part when Batman's jumping on the bed and Gandalf's watching him and smiling all creepy, I was like, what the hell is going on here? I mean, people you wanted say to we do Batman. You got, you got three hours of Batman. <laughs> we don't, but um, um, yeah, I think it was just it was just a little, it was a little too long, which is not a problem in any other Batman movie. I think every other Batman movie is the perfect length. Even the crappy, even the crappy ones, even Batman and Robin, it's it's a good length. It mm-hmm. at, at the end of the day, it's like an hour and a half, right? Something like that. So, no, Batman no and way. Robin's like two hours, dude. Oh. And I, I was, I was very well prepared to disagree with that statement when you say, that "Oh my god, it's two hours and five minutes." Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, full disclosure, yeah, okay. we weren't we weren't all sure if if all three of us were going to be able to watch this movie. So, as our backup plan, we all agreed to watch Batman Forever this week as well. Um, and I gotta say, as much as I've always championed Batman Forever for my whole life since I've 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 watched that movie. I kind of felt like that movie was a little long in the tooth this time around when I watched it. Uh, and then for some reason, I tortured myself into also watching part of Batman and Robin. And I was like, whoa, this is already too long. Like, I didn't even finish that movie and it was already too long because I saw the runtime and I was like, two hours and five minutes. Seriously? Wow. Yeah. So I I think, you know, knowing what you know now. You might disagree that, that they were all the perfect length, but no, I, I still I still think it's the perfect length. I, I, it it got everything that it wanted to say out. Now, what what it wanted to say most of the time you didn't <laughs> want to hear, but it got everything that it wanted to say out. I fair, felt like fair enough. Fair this enough. movie still wanted to keep talking. This movie is like that. Oh yeah, it definitely that parent, going. This this movie is like us in the soapbox where it yeah, just doesn't yeah, sure. doesn't know when it should go to bed. But, but for people that uh, yeah. don't know about that, I, I don't know uh, if people maybe have a big family or something and you're trying to leave and then oh, yeah. uh, Aunt Myrtle comes talking to you and like she won't let you leave. She just keeps talking. She's like, oh, wait, 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 but I got another story. Oh, but I got another story. And then you're trying to leave. You're like, Aunt, I got to go. Then you finally just yeah. have to sock her in the chest and just leave. God. Yeah. That's, like, what, that's I, what this movie was. I think your analogy that you, you said yesterday is so true. Like um, it, it, comparing it to Return of the King or AI like i love the lord of the rings movies i truly do i love the books too but like i never expected the end of lord of the rings to be so damn long like it just it just every moment was just stretched and stretched and i'm like how many endings does this movie need to have and uh that is that's really how i felt with this this movie too like i felt like there were a lot of scenes that were just a hair too long sometimes uh, because like he liked like Matt Matt Reeves, the director and writer, like to really like linger in certain moments. And mm-hmm. sometimes I think it worked really well. Other times I think it was just it was just uh, self indulgent, and it, it really became that when we started like, having 
multiple endings. So, so like, you know, like we said, spoilers at a certain point in the story, uh, Batman figures out what we already knew since the beginning that who the, you know, who the Riddler is and, and, uh, he catches him. And then at that point, the Riddler reveals that he had a backup plan. And that backup plan is like another half hour of just, of just, you know, nightmares, uh, falling upon, uh, Gotham city. And, you know, some of them were more interesting than others. Some of them were better telegraphed than others, you know, like, and, uh, but ultimately the, the, the finale of that story is, uh, the entire city of Gotham is flooded. Uh, and you're like, okay, cool. And we're still going to keep going. So there's more. Endings. <laughs> we're, yeah, we're there's going. More, yeah, there's we're going. more endings. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, Oh, Zach had a, a chime in here. Beginning at far too much, too much prolonged, slow walking. Ending was too dull. Miller was far, or middle was far stronger. Uh, I agree. Like as, as somebody who does not walk ever, um, I felt like there was way too much walking Batman in this movie. I was I like, a lot, of, a lot of Batman, Batman walks. He's a walking was, guy. Here was the weird part to me. Like Batman walked. So just to be clear, I actually like this movie. I like this movie a, a fairly good just, amount. Just tell him your rating about this movie yeah. first. I gave this then, movie like a B minus. I said uh, I found it mildly entertaining, but uh, there were times often when I yawned, probably partially because of that pacing stuff. And then also because I think that it was a lot closer to the source material than I'm used to seeing a lot of uh, comic book based movies. And I feel weird about that. I feel weird about complaining about that. But like, I kind of generally don't want to see a comic book movie just or where it's just a retelling of the same story. You know, like I, as much as comic book fans always complain about wanting to see that, like when you see it actually done, you're like, oh, yeah, I see why they don't normally do that, because there was nothing to surprise me about that movie, except for the random flooding that was not telegraphed at all. And you're just like, I didn't even know Gotham was an island city that was damned off in every direction. It's it's a surprise motherfucker. Like, like twice beforehand. Did, did they? Yeah, it, it's mentioned in the commercials or whatever. In the it, commercials. We, okay. we see it in, 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 the, in the news ads or whatever, sorry. We see it in DC Universe Online, where uh, yeah. if you Metropolis the, is just across the, the water. ARG, you obviously knew about the dam. Yeah. That's yeah, not... the, the ARG says it definitely. <laughs> I don't. I think we're talking about the movie. Okay, we're talking about the movie specifically. And... The, the ARG definitely gives you all the backstory. Yeah, it tells the you ARG all about shows yeah. the you were, uh, and the, the, the dam is, and yeah. somehow you bought an NFT, and now yeah, that's all you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but yeah, I think back to what I was saying. Uh, you know, one of my nitpicks that was really strange, and and I get that it was actually setting setting the tone, but um, it was weird to see Batman walking on foot as often as he did and I, it made me realize you actually don't see him just walking a lot in all of the previous batman movies he's usually running or doing or fighting or perched on a building or flying. Or, or, or flying or, or or jumping and stuff but walking casually from one room to another is not a thing normally that you see and it was really weird for me because they made a point and making you hear his footsteps when he did it sometimes that's like great. Really loud footsteps. I thought which that was were, awesome. And I'll tell which you, which were why. intimidating and really cool. 
And then later when he does the disappearing act thing that he always does in every movie ever, I'm like, well, wait, wait, how do you do that? Like, how how do you do that? Because his feet are super loud. So you're just going to see Batman carrying his boots in his hand. That's how you do it. Uh, that's how you do it. You got it. All right, Lucius Fox me, is all like, Lucius Fox is all like, I got you these slippers. Now they're going to make you more susceptible to gunfire and knives, but they're going to be dog proof. So <laughs> mm-hmm. that's, yeah. that's something. Um, um, but, no, I, I really liked it. I, I really liked the way he's walking. Mm-hmm. Like number one, um, a lot of his mistakes in the movie can be forgiven because it's only a second year on my second year of doing anything. I'm still sucky at it. Am I, am I 10th year doing certain things? Yeah. I'm yeah. still not very good. Second year of marriage was definitely where the divorce came in. So, yeah. So in, in, in this instance, he's choosing to uh, use his footsteps as intimidation. Whereas uh, hopefully, hopefully as we go down the line, he's going to realize, you know, I'm going to sacrifice intimidation for sneak attacks and just snatch well, that, people up. That's what he kind of learned in this movie, right? That there's a there's more to to the to it than just being a intimidating presence, right? Yeah, yeah. Um because when the I mean taking it back to the end when when he confronts the Riddler guy, his little henchman, he says I am vengeance. He's like throws he throws his Batmanism right in the face, right, right back at his face. So, and... so let's give some so, some context mm-hmm. to that. So there, yeah. there's a there's a great way that that's that's a great example of what you were saying before before we started. Tennis. Exactly, yes. that's yeah. what I was saying. See, it's, mm-hmm. it's uh, so to give the context, uh, one of the weirdest things, which is kind of cool, like I gotta say honestly, I loved it the first time I heard it, but uh, Batman does not call himself Batman in this movie. He calls himself Vengeance. Mm-hmm. And it's really cool the first time somebody says, what are you or who are you? And then they, and he goes, I'm vengeance. And I, w- I just about jizzed my pants when he said that, right? And then every time later when people are just talking to him and using him, uh, you know, using the proper noun, they're like, hey, uh, hey, vengeance, what are you watching on TV over there? Stuff like that. And you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't know that I like that now. Now it's kind of weird. Um, and so, but you know, I like that they did pay it off by having a bad guy later refer to himself as vengeance. So it kind of, you know, it gives him that whole maybe I should maybe I shouldn't call myself vengeance. But and instead I should be a walking call, uh Punisher logo. Maybe instead I should call myself the thing that, that serial killer called me the whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, so we we go in there thinking that he was Batman this entire time, but his name was Vengeance. Maybe like Harry Vengeance or like something something kind yeah. of weird. Yeah, he, he had like a normal name or something. <laughs> yeah, but so so back to what you're saying, Ricky. Just just to be clear, like mm-hmm. uh, when I when I was trying to come up with what I how I wanted to discuss. Wait, wait, wait let, let Ricky get his point out though. Uh, Ricky no. was like midpoint. Or were no, you done, Ricky? No, I'm, sorry. I'm done. Yeah. No, oh, okay. No, never mind. No, no. Okay. Sorry, I thought um, you just took over. Like it seemed like you're like for context, uh, and then you're all like. I'm going to tell the story about vengeance. No, then... no, no, no. I, I wasn't going to tell, tell a story about vengeance, but yeah, yeah vengeance, vengeance yep. pizza toppings. You want. We got a pizza here for vengeance. Is yeah. that vengeance? Um, no, what I was going to say is like, uh, for me, the whole movie is kind of like this weird catch 22 uh, mm-hmm. because like on the one hand, I really loved it when I found out his, he was calling himself vengeance. And then as it played out, I was like, that's kind of a stupid name, bro. Like, and then uh, there's a lot of things that would happen at the beginning, and then towards the end, I'm like, hmm, I don't know. But then I, I, you know, I, I did keep reminding myself through the whole movie 
something that was very apparent. And it's because they did a thing that we all were very happy about, uh, some more than others, but like they chose to never tell the story of Bruce's origin uh, mm -hmm. because they didn't need to. Because at this point in 2022, uh, you're an idiot if you don't know how Batman came to be Batman, right? I mean, that's just the reality of it. Like he's so part of pop culture that like, we don't need to see pearls falling in an alleyway anymore. We don't need to see a mother and father getting gunned down. I mean, hell, everybody even knows what, what his mother's name is at this point. Uh, so I think it was cool that they chose to do the same kind of approach that Spider-Man Homecoming did, which is uh, just there are certain things that we can just skip ahead past, right? And And we can start letting the audience be – we can treat them smarter – and we can treat them in a way that they understand what's happened. And they can actually even kind of figure out what may happen. And this movie is very clearly trying to set up a at least a trilogy, right? And so a lot of the things that pissed me off or upset me that happened in this movie, I actually almost immediately forgave them as they were happening because they never, ever did anything to close a door on anything, right? Mm -hmm. So like whatever whenever they did something that feels very anti-batman or or very out of character for batman they also didn't make it a completely 100 percent. this is the thing he's going to do every time right so like like i said he does the heavy footstep walking but then there are actual incidences later of him knowing how to not do that too you know and so uh there's a lot of things going on throughout the movie but I, when I was talking about the footstep walking also, like that was another thing um, that I really enjoyed, even though like it, it's semi impractical to want to do that. He takes a lot of hits. He, he definitely went with, uh, and this is all through the movie. He went with a constitution build instead of a dexterity build. <laughs> right. Exactly. And, uh, so he's got time to respect later. He just has to have he the does. respect points at the new U mm -hmm. station. Um, yeah. But whoa, was, whoa, you're going all over the place now. So, so at that, but at, at that point in time, like he's stomping. But aside, aside from him, like like doing the Jurassic Park T Rex stomp to go to intimidate thugs, um, what I really liked about that scene is how it played on screen and with the Dolby THX, you know, mm -hmm. seven point one sound. That thing hit, hit my chest every time he was walking. It was like boom, and I'm like, ow, Batman, and boom, ow, shit, Batman, stop. No, I I like the sound of the back, the the walking. It was the like. I, I loved all the sound design. I loved all the, the music and I loved all the cinematography in that movie yeah. because they were all uh, they were all the products of a lot of of, of the previous movies. Right. Of, of every, they were things that were learned from all the previous Batman experiences and how to make him more intimidating, how to make him more present, you know, how to make him um, uh, in some ways more more mysterious or at least more yeah in other ways preserve the mystery for both the audience and the characters in the movie because we, we yeah. don't really know his origins but we don't really need to let's just let's yeah. not fill in the blanks on that let's let's leave those blank yeah. that way we can we don't have a definitive uh joker said dance with the pale moonlight and killed my parents kind yeah of thing. now what would be really cool is if in the third movie we find out that thomas and martha wayne are still alive and then they get gunned down at the end of that movie and then oh he becomes batman finally yeah he's all like i'm done being vengeance now now i'm gonna be batman uh, uh, that would be the worst thing to happen and he life. just goes to the patent office and he finds that vengeance is taken but 
Batman, might as well. That's the second. The second movie is a courtroom drama where he's <laughs> trying to get the patent on vengeance and get all his little monogrammed uh, vengeance towels and the the V symbol on his uh, on his motor car. Speaking of, so that was my favorite part of the movie because that is the part of the movie that stayed with me when I'm driving my uh, powder blue Prius home. The Batmobile. That, that Batmobile, like when it showed up and like it lit up like Kit. And then it played like it sounded like the Godzilla 1954 music. It was all and then it just revs up. It's all and I'm all like, oh man, what is happening? That was tight. That was that was probably the coolest. I like the car scene. I I just felt I mean with a lot of stuff in the movie, I just felt like it it's like to Dennis' point earlier, everything was just like a minute or two too long. I agree. And I agree. it it adds it adds up. I mean, it definitely shows that it adds up. I mean, it, it adds it, up. It, it, it was like when we were watching the Snyder Cut. Like, yeah, like shit just kept going, and it's like, yeah. oh, I'm yeah. ready for it to be done. But I, the bat, yeah. I prefer my Batmobile with some gadgets. Right, I think that's what makes it cool. But sure. I'm happy. You know, it it's a very practical bat. If if it's this Batman, how about that? I, yeah. Okay. Okay. I, I was. I was about to stop you. I was about to refute that. But no, you're. You're right. You're right. For this year too, Batman is very practical. Yeah. For... And and this and this is a car that's very similar to ones we've seen in the comics in that year two era too, right? Like year one, year two, kind of Batman. Like I, 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 I know they say that this this the story takes place in his second year of crime fighting because you know in the news the reports he's been around for a year or so. But like honestly, I feel like a lot of the visual styling takes a lot of cues from Frank Miller's Batman year one. Uh, And, and, and actually a lot of the story, which I actually did read that Matt Reeves uh, based, uh, you know, he, he, for his inspiration for this was uh, three books, particularly Uh, Batman ego, which is like a one shot by Darwin cook. Um, Batman year one by Frank Miller and, and Batman, the long Halloween by Jeff Loeb and Tim sale. Uh, I definitely saw more year one than any of those other two books in this story. Uh, and in particular, like mostly regarding um, uh, Catwoman's story, mm-hmm. like Catwoman's story uh, when, when Frank Miller did year one and then uh, to be clear, uh, the long Halloween ah! was Jeff Loeb attempting to continue off the story of year one. So essentially the long Halloween is Batman is, year two. Yeah. Um, and uh, in year one, they set up this this plot thread that they, they didn't pull on fully, which was Catwoman had this mysterious relationship with uh, Carmine Falcone, um, uh, the, the, the main mobster at the time that is terrorizing Gotham City. Or he might have been in a war with Boss Moroni at the time. I can't remember exactly. But she kept, they're always in a war together, the Maronis yeah, and the Falcones. But she kept investigating him over and over. And then eventually through I think I think it's finally confirmed in the long Halloween. Um, you learn that that Catwoman is curious about learning about him because she actually wants to get revenge on him because he is her father. And it was a really cool thing when I read that in the comics back in, you know, like in the in late nineties or early two thousands when when I was catching up on these books and I was really, I was like, okay, that's a cool, fresh take. I was kind of weirded out that they just retold that in this movie and there wasn't anything new added to that story. Uh, what else do you want to add it though? Well, I mean, 
I'm not the writer, Ricky, but I'm saying well, if you read if you, if you read Infinity Gauntlet and then you go watch Infinity War and and, and Endgame, mm-hmm. I prefer Infinity War and Endgame to Infinity Gauntlet. You know what I mean? Like uh, comics are 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 a very specific thing of their time, and movies have the 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 benefit of hindsight, so they have the opportunity to tell the story in a new way that hasn't been seen before. Yeah, but, but it was like, a style choice, though. Like they they made the choice to capture the to copy the comic a little bit more. Like it was already an amalgam of like three plus stories. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. But I'm saying, like, for example, so that uh, that specific part I'm, was yeah, too similar, that's, and that's, that's, that's why you don't like it. Ex- example, though. Yeah. No, I didn't like. I didn't. I didn't. I wasn't completely. Uh, I wasn't enamored with this version, this take of Catwoman, because I didn't see them do anything different with her, with her, or anything new other than this story that maybe other people are unfamiliar with. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, but definitely, a I new felt like Catwoman felt... for the screen, right? Okay. But, uh, to your point. To I your mean, point. everybody on the screen was a new blank no, but, but, on the screen. Yeah, you know, but like, that that does count for something with like a Batman. No, though. no, it doesn't. It doesn't count for yeah, something yeah. that is just a new actor playing the person. But that, that, that that's that's going with Dennis's point. Dennis's point was that um, the story was was capturing something from the comic that was that was already done. Yeah. Every, everything's what Dennis is saying is that I, I get Dennis's fr- point. The less you know about the comics, is the fresher it's going to be for you. Yeah, so Dennis's point is yes, that is my point. Thank and you. he feels that it's because it it has like a one one parody with certain aspects of the comic. He doesn't like it for some reason. I don't. It's not that I don't like it. It's that I was bored by it. You know okay. what I mean? Okay. Like it's it's that I wasn't. Um, you know, I, I used the example uh, in discussion with somebody the other uh, yesterday or something like that. Um, are you know are is every marvel movie based on a bunch of comics yes for sure like like it's absolutely based on a bunch of comics but the difference is like whether or not you are rewarded for your knowledge of the comics or hurt by them right and so for example in the the tom holland spider-man movies uh they're very different than the comics but like they're intentionally different because they they want to keep people who read the comics also on their toes right so for me to see Adrian Toomes be revealed in the third act as the father of, of Liz and hear everybody gasp when he opens the door at, on, on the night of homecoming, uh, everybody's gasping because we're all collectively experiencing that surprise at the same time, right? Yeah. Uh, whether or not you're, from, you're a, a diehard comic book Spider-Man fan or you've never, you've never experienced Spider-Man in your life, like it's a shared moment that we all get to have. Uh, for me, it that movie took like I don't know an hour and a half, two hours to get to the twist that Carmine Falcone is her father, and I didn't get to have fun with that twist. Well, I, because... I don't think the twist was meant to have fun with. Yeah, though. Like, like would would you had would you would have more fun if she was like the Penguin's daughter? Like sure, because yeah, it sounds, it sounds yes. like it. But based okay. on Dennis's argument, it he's sounds like yeah. young. he's okay. pretty young. Okay. But 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 I mean like um, wh- why would that hurt it if that was only if, if that wasn't such a that wasn't a key part in the movie like it would Th- be that weird was a key part for Catwoman. You don't think that was a key part in the movie? I in think Cat- that was in Catwoman's part. aspect of or in her part of the story, it was definitely a key part. Um, but, her but personal stakes she, for sure. She, she didn't even have to be like related to want to get revenge on the guy. Like it just so happened that 
that was her her biological father and he happened to strangle her friend her weird friend well and that information completely that that information completely reframed batman's opinion of her too Mm -hmm. right because up sorry i meant vengeance uh, vengeance nobody, is, yeah vengeance there's, there's nobody no batman named batman there's nobody the named batman in that movie uh but up until that moment that twist uh vengeance thought that there was some sort of romantic relationship going on and and he was judging her a lot you know he was judging her for her actions i think he was judging her for dating an older man too who knows uh i'm not i'm not sure and so he 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 is the person like we're experiencing the story through right because he's kind of naive to a lot of things so for 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 him for him and the audience it is a twist right Uh, it's not a twist to you because because you know because you know but i feel like it was they projected it no the only way that it reframes it is because now now he's just not thinking that she's like a he's a weird sex fiend or something like or yeah. or, or or she's like a, a guy that dates old people like that that doesn't really reframe anything but his his petty judgment his superficial judgment on her dating life which he and, should well, have and no... he, and he apologizes for judging her too like, sure but but he does I mean, apologize for judging her. We, we didn't need that. that that wasn't something that was necessary to the plot no but he needed that he needed to do that you know for what, I mean? for what? so he could stop being so judgy and like yeah. i'm not so he i'm not i'm not gonna judge him for apologizing all right so he, he cannot slut shame all the time like <laughs> oh he did it's, it. it's none of his business who she dates like who cares uh, well, what he thinks about who i mean she dates? i mean it's clearly apparent that he was entertaining a romantic relationship with her throughout the whole movie so I think it does matter, right? It, it, no, he, what no, he's really saying, not. what he's really saying is, oh, cool. So you're single, you know, like that's that's okay. basically <laughs> that's basically what he's Fine. saying. Um, so, but anyways, whether or not you consider it a twist, I considered it a twist, um, and and uh, it, it was just it was a boring twist to me, you know. Mm-hmm. What I mean, um, uh, there's there's other aspects, but I like like I think I do want to talk about some of the things that I really loved. Uh, and in particular, I, I know you guys loved it too. Um, this movie chooses to go in a different direction than previous Batman movies by actually having Robert Pattinson narrate the movie mm-hmm. as though as though he's doing his journal entries. I'm, I'm mixed on that, honestly. Like, I freaking loved it. Do you love I it? I loved it so hard. That was my favorite part of the whole movie. Is the I, first I time liked I heard his voice because they set it up as journal like. They did the thing where they show him writing in the journal what he what he's saying, right? And and that even, sets it up. So when you hear it, it, it makes sense. But I, even, I like the watchman. But, Watchmen. Even, but um, even without even without the journal, though, it also sets the Sam Spade noir detective story up really early, no, right? It, no, it pays and, tribute to all those old movies. And that's why I say I'm mixed on it. And I, I really like that they didn't like so so when I thought the movie was gonna end, it appeared that it was ending without the Sam Spade journal entry. And then when it ended, it actually did end with the Sam Spade journal entry. And I'm all like, that's cool that they tied it up. I'm glad that they at least competently did that. There's a lot of movies that wouldn't do that nowadays. Yeah. Right. I, but the reason I didn't like it was because B- Batman doesn't seem like he'd be sloppy enough to leave a journal, to make a journal like that, like a fool. Oh, for reals? I actually oh, own, I own one of his journals. Do you really? You, fa- yeah. you found his journals? No, yeah, no. Uh, DC, DC publishes them there uh, because... Batman keeps uh, journals on every superpowered enemy that he's ever fought. Yeah, no, so he keeps he... he keeps files and stuff on them. 
Oh, okay, fair. But like, yeah, I'm not just mad that this. I'm not. girl named Catwoman. This Batman doesn't use NordVPN to secure his documents. I'm not, I'm, I won't argue saying? with you on this, Frank. I, I won't. But I, but I literally do own one of his journals, so I'm just saying. Uh, also, but, but, I, I have but, another. You know, Batman's not a real character, first of all. So that's not really his journal, right? You know that. That's Shut a, your that's mouth, Frank. That's Shut a right. Uh, but I also have a Batman journal from one of the Arkhamus uh, Arkham uh, video game. Uh, yeah, collect, they, they uh, come know, in the they, they come in the journal, and, and, and yeah. it's his it's his little entries on on it's like a dossier. Yeah, but it, it's not so, a journal. That's not so a journal. That, that's a, that's a dossier on on his villains. <laughs> but what? Regardless, I do believe Batman would t- would would keep a journal. I don't know what specific details he's leaving out or in. So I don't, I don't know, I don't remember him writing down that he thinks she's pretty or anything. Today I mansplained. You know, in the movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Doogie Howser, Doogie Batman. MD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I definitely, I definitely feel like that. That's like there was a lot of elements of Batman that spoke to that that all tied together very nicely in that they demonstrated that Batman is actually not just one person; it's his team, right? His team is how is is what pulls things off, and for the for right now, his team is primarily just him and Alfred. Uh, as as the movie expands, his team is also Gordon, and then eventually Catwoman too, right? Mm-hmm. And um, but what I really like is that he leans on his team to help him with all of the data that he collects. So he actually records visually his entire night out as Batman every day. So that he can play back and rewind and fast forward and find specific clues that he may have missed in the moment. Yeah, and I just thought that was great. freaking brilliant. Yeah, um, really it good. is. It's very practical. And it and it, so for me, the journal was just the an additional part mm-hmm. of that. You know, like that you you want to make sure that you're getting you're getting the notes that matter. It's like um, it, it, it was just incongruent to have a physical diary, and then have like tech that is far not far advanced but pretty advanced yeah okay now i now i understand what you're saying i I get what you're saying uh that's fair fair Um, enough because like he he would just put in the back computer and he would have a giant penny in my universe he would have a giant like a rocket and scans them in and you know what and that's a valid critique because like i felt like that was the the weirdest thing about this movie that was holding me back from fully loving it was that for all the steps it took forward in, in giving us aspects of Batman that we as Batman fans have wanted to see on screen forever, it removed some that we're used to seeing as well. You know what I mean? Like this Batman, the trade-off seems to be he can be a, a crime-fighting scientist, he can be a crime-fighting ninja, or he can be a crime-fighting detective, but he can never be all three at the same time. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's that's weird to me that he can't do all three. Uh, just because I don't know, because they can market him better this way. Like it, sure. they can piecemeal him out and have different yeah. versions of Batman, and that's that it cheapens the character because we know that he's all of those three at, together. Now, we'll, we'll, you know? I was thinking about our talk earlier. We were talking about how a, a grounded, a grounded, more realistic Batman couldn't be all three of them, and and you were saying that that should just be like a. Uh, an obstacle that that the writers overcome and it shouldn't be like a limitation it shouldn't be or the filmmakers yeah yeah, yeah the filmmakers yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. um but what, what i was thinking of why, why don't they just have have a, a movie focus on his detective abilities which this one was and then have the second movie focus on 
his like ninja abilities. Maybe it's like a prequel or maybe a, it kind of talks about how he, he was in league in the league of shadows or something like that, you know, focuses on his ninja. And then the third one focuses on science, you know, he's R and D he's getting older and he needs to kind of put together some science shit. To, I know to fight. So I think something like, something like that would be a way to get all three, but it would be like a long game. And that's why I, you know, cause you know me, I, 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 I really, I don't like to judge something until it's fully done. But the the trick with movies, though, is you you can only judge them for what they are right as, now. As they come out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As much as we want to see the potential, like sometimes I let myself get ahead of my, you know, and 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 I I do say, but but Frank, think of all the things they could do down the line, you know. And then you usually rein you usually rein me in and say, yeah, but we know them; they're probably not going to do these things. <laughs> we so, know DC, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. I fully agree and have already considered the possibility that, like I said before, everything's a catch-22. Every nitpick I have about this movie could easily be corrected. It could be in the could in be. the sequels. It could be. And I want to give them the benefit of the doubt right now that they have considered these possibilities. You know what I mean? Because, like, I think nothing gave me more Batman goosebumps than uh, ha- seeing... Christian Bale get the League of Assassins training in Batman Begins because it was it was such an untapped part of his life. Like how is how we had so many Batman movies and we've never ever told a single story about what happened in those 10 to 15 years where he left Gotham. Yeah, we got Nanda Parbat. Like we only got one, you know what I mean? But like there's so many stories. Like it's not like he just learned one thing. He learned so yeah. many things. And so I would love to see those. And he, uh, he came back, you know? <laughs> <laughs> That's all that happened. Oh, oh, sweet, Ricky. He got a sweet black oh, belt. Yeah. yeah. Did but, you ever, but, uh, did you guys have Batman cereal? Like, Ricky, you were, you were born, but Dennis, did you have Batman cereal? No. With you know, like that, the that, movie that, cereal? That's, that's ages to me, Ricky. Okay. To, to assume that you hadn't had it, had it. But yeah, no, I, I think they just still sell boxes of it on eBay. I'm I know sure they sell Batman cereal. cereal. Did you? Did you? Or did you? I'm not? sure I've had like a special edition, like Kellogg's Batman cereal thing. Like, like, have you ever had like Honey Smacks, Ricky? Yes. Have you ever had Honey Smacks that the bag was open for like a couple weeks and the roaches get into it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you yeah. still had it. Because, okay, okay. Yeah, they so like clumped together. That's kind of what Batman cereal was like, taste wise. But t- textually, it was more like uh, like Captain Crunch or something like yeah. that would cut through your mouth. So anyway, Batman Batman Serial had a thing where you can send in their UPCs and you can get something called the Untold Tales of Batman. It was a three-part miniseries. It was a reprint of a uh, a previous comic book. And uh, it, it had everything in it. Like the first story focuses on his uh, his past and it kind of builds up his past, talks about how he learned martial arts and his parents died and how he met uh, Robin. The second is aspects of like, there's a villain that knows his identity and he's trying to track down that villain. And the third one just wraps it up. I think something like that would be amazing. Yeah. Uh, or, or even just not, not just showing him learning to fight, you know, like one of my favorite episodes of Batman, the animated series is when you learn that he would, he, he trained under Zatara, uh, mm-hmm. Zatanna's, Zatanna's father, the, the magician. And he learned, oh, that's, right. that's how, that's how he learned uh, escape artistry. Yeah, yeah. Because dude gets caught by bad guys a lot, man. And so, like, 
you know, and, and he also learned uh, the illusions, you know, how to, how to, how to create illusions that, that, that confuse and, 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 um, and distract your, your enemies and stuff like that, you know? So like he has a lot of different things that he can learn, not all just from ninjas, you know what I mean? Like there's, there's, uh, you know, obviously he's got a brilliant scientific mind. He had to have cultivated that somewhere too, you know? So like, there's a lot of cool aspects that in, and untold stories that can be touched. I don't need entire movies devoted to that, but like Batman Begins, we got like, you know, little flashbacks here and there throughout mm -hmm. the movie uh, that helped uh, frame that story. What and, you're saying is you wanted this Batman to go into a back to tank. Yeah. No, just think, think about no, 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 because no. <laughs> Bruce Wayne never went in a back to tank in that movie. But I, it, I, I want to see a fat Batman. In the back to tank, but thinking but about I but I really do dig that this was the flashbackless Batman. Like I thought that was really dope of it. Because, well, like, yeah, they, it's yeah. a very. I I like in terms of the story. Like I kind of liked how they keep circling back on on everybody. They you know you get all the characters, they introduce everybody, and then they they kind of it's like a cat and mouse game, but they're not like going to new places for the most part or meeting like oh here's another yeah, new character that, two hours got, into the movie that got a little weird to me that they kept doubling back to go back to the same uh abandoned building up at the top floor like Some, sometimes in was, a video game you just got to go back to yeah, the... that was that was the covid safe zone clearly you know like that was <laughs> that was what that the function of that building was like you got to go back back to arkham penitentiary north to collect the clue that you missed yeah. previously because you yeah. didn't have the grapple hook um, no, but not, I, I like no, the way like they a, did that. I, I like the way they did circle back because you know it shows that Batman missed a couple things and then he went back and kind kind yeah. of uh, figured it out a little better. I know a lot of people are actually I've, I've been seeing a lot of people griping about it online how Batman pretty much got got punked by the Riddler for the most part. And, he did. Um, I don't. I don't think he did part. though. Like, I, like I don't know. I I kind of feel like like I I was telling you guys this yesterday. Like I know on paper that was. That was the intended goal is to make you at the end believe Batman lost. Ah, ha, ha. The Riddler won. But like Batman's goal was to capture the Riddler, right? He didn't know that there was this <laughs> He's a contractor. No, hey, I'm, man, I, I turned I'm the saying, guy in. I'm saying <laughs> that was now? that was the goal that he uh, set out to, that, that he set out to do. <laughs> His goal was never to stop Gotham from being flooded. Like he didn't, the audience didn't even know that was an uh, that was on the table. You know what I mean? So like that was this whole thing out of left field. And at this point, you know, he's even in his narration said that he's not sure he can even keep this sitting, this city from falling uh, apart because it's so it's so broken and everything. And so uh, I saw that more as a cleansing. And that 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 happened because of the Riddler, but it wasn't something that Batman was ever going to be able to prevent. Do you know what I mean? Because he was never given any of the tools or information, and neither was the audience needed to prevent that. So it it was well, it was unfair. He was, to... he was given the tools. He was given yeah. everything, everything to, to be able to figure that out. He just overlooked it. Yeah, it was all posted on the website. It was all posted on the website, and he had the he had the the carpentry tool, mm -hmm. and he and once he found Riddler's apartment, he should have, in oh. theory, in theory, he should have been able to piece it together. Yeah. He he had everything necessary to piece that together. He just didn't, and the audience couldn't because we were never given that information. Right. Okay. Fair. So, fair and, and that's what I'm that's what I'm saying. People 
people th that I've been seeing reviews for online have been complaining about that it was kind of an unfair thing. So yeah. Batman didn't Batman didn't win in the in the traditional way that like a hero wins. No, but he did win in that he got to show the people the kind of person that he is, right? And he was yeah, there but, on but the front lines. Not a lot of not a lot of people are saying that is what I'm saying. I, yeah. I'm saying oh. I'm saying that, that that's looked upon as a negative. And I, yeah. and what I was leading to was that we're looking upon it as a positive. Well, you're actually mm -hmm. you're actually jumping the gun and saying that for me right now. But um, oh, sorry. I, I see that as a positive because Batman Batman learned something from the experience. He learned yeah, that no. he needs to be the symbol, right? Like he learns yeah. that it's not enough to just go beat the shit out of criminals. That, that ending. He... Oh, good. Good. Yeah. No, it's like that was my favorite part of ending eight point five or or whatever oh, yeah. it was. Was eight point like, five appendix three? Yeah, or, it was, or, or, or was four or four. Was I liked seeing him there because I had, I had already like I may have rolled my eyes once or twice when Batman's standing around in front of a press conference earlier in the movie because I'm like, bro. I thought you want people to actually wonder whether or not you're a man or a bat. This is giving people no room for doubt. You're just a dude in a bat. You costume. literally said that in the beginning of the movie, Vengeance. Yeah. You literally said. Um, you, you literally said you are the shadows, and then there you are with every bright light ever on you. But I was happy that it happened a lot early in the movie because it allowed me to embrace when he finally decided to do something in the spotlight and actually save each person that he could from the flooding, like one by one, it was a really cool heroic moment. And you know, I'm a sucker. I'm an absolute thing. sucker for seeing heroes do heroic things. So uh, qu question if, on yeah. that, Batman. Or, so Batman, <laughs> sorry, Dennis, I, 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 you, I go by vengeance. I go by vengeance. No, you, you watched Batman uh, forever this week, right? Or last week? I watched it this week. This yeah. week, okay. So, um, on Batman Forever, how did you feel about the courtroom scene where Batman's fully in light and and presiding in the trial? Yeah, well, the, I, 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 I don't think that Batman promised to be this weird thing that's like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't like to even think that's Michael Keaton's Batman, even though I know there's some references to it, but like. Yeah. That's a different one. You know, like Adam West Batman never claimed to be, I want them to not know for sure, you know, but I'm saying like he yeah, said that, it. In that the was movie. at a place when Adam West would, yeah. would say like, I'm vengeance. Yeah, I'm but, but vengeance <laughs> literally said that at the beginning of the movie. And then I'm like, you say that, but you're showing me really dumb things. Like you're hanging out in the middle of a crime scene with a bunch of cops pointing their fingers at you. And say like, what's this Halloween freak doing in here? You yeah, know, like, you're freak. Uh, but you know, I forgave I, it all because of of that ending. I hated that. You, you know why? Because like, it, it felt very like DCEU Snyder versey, um, <laughs> right? Like you have a fully kitted out Batman helping a fucking firefighter load a kid to a helicopter why in the middle of the Snyder? morning. Why is that Snyder version? That's so just the vibe I get. That's literally like, I, what Batman does in comic I think, books. I think because if you're keeps if you're the military and some shit just went down, you're not gonna be looking to the dude dressed as a bat on a roof to assist well, you with X. Well, one, your your city's never been entirely flooded. Well, let me let me give you an okay. alternative. Imagine if it was Bruce Wayne helping the people at the end of that movie, and that's his little turning point to learning how to be a better Bruce Wayne. Versus him just in the Batman costume, but that wasn't really the central conflict of the movie, though. 
the 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 heart of the movie was i'm talking to that scene though like that it's just it was for me it's very jarring <laughs> to your point about the you're batman to, and the you're light trying to, you're trying to say having... i'm just talking about that scene but that was the culmination of the entire movie so yeah, it's the, like the the point like, of the movie was him going from vengeance to justice yes to, exactly to make that to make that character growth to so vengeance he, to a symbol that that not only the villains could could think about but also the people he's trying to help right like he can be a symbol to both um and so that i i thought that's that scene was my favorite scene of all the endings uh, yeah that was, was yeah uh, like my least favorite scene and it was, was well led well shot i love the, yeah. the flare and him yeah. marching, my, marching the my, pipe my least there. favorite scene was the one that zach waited like 20 minutes for us to to bring up <laughs> uh can we all just agree that the villain tease at the end didn't fit well uh and he's talking about there's a, a surprise cameo from the joker and it the was new, pretty, the new 52 shaved head joker it was pretty dumb i didn't love it it was it didn't do anything for me. It felt like uh, a teaser, but it felt very out of place. I wasn't like, a fan. Um, wasn't a fan of that. It just, it just didn't, it didn't add anything to the story, and that, and that's, that's what I get annoyed about sometimes when, when we're doing franchise building, is sometimes things are there, just for something else later, and I don't love that. You know, like we've been saying, we've been saying like for for a while now you know as we're singing the praises of peacemaker for this better part of this year so far like we would love it if dc started just focusing on making individually good movies rather than worrying about episode well, 5 7 and to, 8 you know like to the film's it, credit it, there's an there's another scene with the both of them that was or sorry there's another scene with the joker and batman that was cut from the movie um so for I something mean, they felt like kept keeping this one, but I felt I felt like what that was probably would have made it make more sense for him coming at the end. Yeah, I guess. I mean, mm -hmm. that's now we're just speculating because like we got what we got, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? And and like at the end of the day, that's the director's cut, you know. Like yeah, you can always say that another version is is you know like the director had to sign off on this version just as much as the studios so i don't know i kind of feel like they chose what they chose and uh they chose to do that i will say that i don't know if you know this but the, the actor that played the joker that was druig from the eternals mm -hmm. as someone who's watched the eternals i know that as yeah. someone who hasn't i don't care uh, and as a reminder, he was my favorite character aside from Makari. They, the two of them were my favorite characters in that movie. Uh, Makari, yeah. and that brings us to our sponsor for this week, Makari. Uh, buy things for less and sell your old junk on Makari. Yeah, but um, I, let's. I, I know we got to wrap this up soon, so there was a few other things I just wanted to get out of uh, out there before we we wrapped it, uh, because you know our soapbox might be uh, completely discussing Batman Forever or other things. Who knows? Um, but uh, two th uh, two things that were some no three things that were uh, not discussed in this entire evening. Um, uh, Commissioner or sorry, uh, James Gordon, uh, the Penguin, and Alfred Pennyworth. All great. Um, all great, yeah. Alfred, all probably the least greatest. Great. Uh, yeah, uh, Alfred's I, I, not I, the least. Alfred with an asterisk, I would say. I don't want to say Alfred was great. Um, I think he had a tough job following Jeremy mm -hmm. Irons and Michael Caine. <laughs> I, I think that's 
and Sean I, I like Sean Pertwee a lot. Yeah, sure, the, sure, sure, sure. The, um, the explosion scene. I I really like the you're too late phone call way they played that whole. You scene. know what I didn't like about that, and and uh, really quick is yeah, you're fired. You're fired I, if you're if you're leading me to believe that Alfred's dead. You're I fired. Well, I don't no, think no, he's no, dead. No, but, no, but she's like, all like you're too late, and then she's all like somber and stuff, and it's like. I didn't like that? that. I didn't like that 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 extra servant in the Wayne Manor existed for the sole purpose of that scene, hmm. because normally Batman the, does not have the other 60s? servants there. You know what I mean? Because no. like it's Batman, what? he doesn't have a wait staff. It's usually just Alfred. It's just it's, Alfred. I thought exactly. he was like a legacy character from some cut run. I don't know. That's what I, I wish. I wish. I wish you had two people who read Batman comics that could answer right. that question for you. Yeah, I know. We got to find someone. We got to hire a, a Batman correspondent. No, what I'm saying time. is, like, I the second I saw her in the movie, I was like, who's she? Like, who's this other? Alfred, Alfred, how do you keep a Batman secret if you've got other employees on, on the premises? This gets this gets trickier. Go, shh, shh. Yeah, and so, like, when I finally realized that the entire purpose of that woman was just so that she could answer the phone... I was like, this is dumb. That 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 kind of annoyed me. Do I like that he wasn't able to save Alfred? Yes. I just mm-hmm. feel like it could have pre- been presented in a way that didn't require to hire some random person. Like, you know what? I felt like that random person could have been a Lucius Fox instead. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. we could have had somebody that mattered to Batman's story rather or Les- than... Or Leslie Tompkins would have been cool. Yes, thank I mean, you. All she, like, she just had to pick up a phone, right? Like, it could have been a cop that picked that... It, it could have been, been anything. It could have been. It could have been Officer Montoya on the scene. Oh, sweet! You know what I mean. It could um, have even been Harvey Bullock, being like, "Yeah, what do you want?" You know, like what what just... I wanted to what I wanted to say about Alfred before we get too far behind um, is that that scene where Alfred Alfred wakes up, he opens his eyes, and he sees Bruce, and he he just smiles real big at him, and I thought, "Well, that's nice." And then uh, fucking Bruce right away is like. Hey asshole, like you didn't tell me about my parents. <laughs> explain yeah. yourself right now. He's like, bro, yeah. it was just an explosion. You want these bills like, paid? Explain yourself. Explain yourself. But in I fairness, in the context presented where Bruce Wayne has possibly learned that his father was not on the up and up, and maybe even his mother, um, and he had devoted his entire life to fighting crime in a bat suit because of what he believed his parents to be and yeah. their death. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't mind. I don't, I don't mind. Oh, Ian saying she was in the Adam West Batman show, which that's again not the comics, not 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 in the comics. It's, um, uh, still Batman like, legacy. The Batman show, like, is a, an entirely different world where a bat pole exists. Man, like that's like it's a it's, Batman. It's a Batman pillar. You know, it's part. It's of a Batman the, pillar. It is. I agree. I agree. Uh, Tricky. Yeah. It's 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 a. It, it's it something that a lot of people look on fondly. It doesn't mean that like it it matters if you reference it in the in the most trivial of way. You know what I mean? Like you could have the red phone and have that be more meaningful than her. The Shakespeare Shakespeare like, uh, bus the, was the in bus the, to Shakespeare. Yeah. And yeah. also also just to be clear, Ian said different name. So Okay, that's what, I mean, so, if, if I feel so like was, if this was a so Marvel was movie, actually, you would be like, "Oh, that's no. cool." Like it just seems I think if you're being nitpicky if, with if that. If they're argument. not using I'm saying like or she a didn't lady have, who has two scenes, she served her purpose. I'm saying like I think there's a, a Batman universe that that can be more meaningful and she 
wasn't meaningful to the story. She didn't need she didn't need to be there. And in fact, she added points of confusion in the same way that the guy who plays Tim Drake in Titans <laughs> plays a yeah. Joker clown in this movie. Dude, and I'm very confused. Gig. Yeah, but I'm like, wait, are they trying to tie them together? Are they, I, are, that was shit, always like, in the back are, of my head. Are, 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 are Luke they going to age of Ultron? It's all it's they're super nitpicky. That's, that's not the same thing, Ricky, and How you know it. Not it. the same thing. Because I'm wondering is this kid Tim Drake? Are we are we setting up Robin? Is it so out of left field that I would consider the possibility that a kid who is not sure if he should be joining a gang could be setting up a Robin down the line? Yeah, he could even be a Red Hood or a yes, not Red. Well, you know what I mean. Yeah, and mm-hmm. it's really weird that it happens to be the dude who also plays a Robin. You know, like that's 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 jarring. Alfred Woodard, you can't even name her character from Age of Ultron. I can't. Yeah, exactly. But, but the way the camera focuses on him, that's mm-hmm. not nitpicky. That's saying, he was like, the main. He was the main. Was one of the main characters in that scene. Yeah, he was. I don't even he, know which, which character you guys are talking about in Age of Ultron. The, the kid, yeah, exactly, exactly. Because he's because she's uh, not in Age of Ultron. It's, she's it's, in Civil, yeah, Civil War. War. Yeah. Oh, See, Civil he doesn't War. even remember what movie she's in. <laughs> what, what's the who's the character? Or what's the character? Alfred Woodard is the one that hands uh, Tony Stark. Oh, the picture. The, the, yeah. the picture of the picture, her side. Yeah. And then she went on to play uh, Mariah in, mm-hmm. in Luke Cage. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. 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 But yeah, I thought it was case, a crossover. In any it case, a... it it was it was jarring. She's gonna to have pictures around in Luke Cage, and uh, it really threw me off. <laughs> it was jarring, but the things that that were like in a in a weird, distracting way. But the things that were jarring in cool ways for me were was uh, Colin Farrell as the Penguin. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, that was the most like he looked good. He didn't look like Colin Farrell. He didn't feel like Colin Farrell. Oh, awesome. he didn't sound like Colin Farrell. That, that's some Gary Oldman why. shit right I, there. That was some Gary Oldman shit. And I was blown away by that character. Uh, and I can't wait for more of him because, um, spoilers, he didn't die. He didn't die at all. Like, uh, no, that's not, not for more, lack of trying. More of a Gordon? I, I wanted to talk about how less murderous that this Batman was. I feel like this might be the least murderous Batman. Maybe Christian Bale, but this Batman's pretty non murderousy. But when he came through, like like Ghost Rider, through that truck with his flaming car, and then ran into the Penguin's car, dude, he, he murdered. That's that was murder. That was murder in the first right there. That was straight he knew murder. he knew that Penguin had a. Seat I was thinking, on. I'm like, man, thank yeah, thank God, he the Penguin had a seatbelt on. I was actually really too. I was like, that's cool because that created one of the coolest scenes, which is that that car flip. With the with the camera statically oh, inside that, there, that was so that's visceral. That's a Matt Reeves so, ass shot right that's, there. That's a Matt Reeves yeah. pull all the way. Like that's let me in all over again. That that um, scene was so good. It reminded me of the trauma of this huge car accident I was in, and like oh that's God. how I knew I liked it because like I'm all like, oh, I'm feeling trauma, and I'm all like, I love it though. But um, uh, it, it was like super visceral. Like the sounds were crazy. Like they, that goes yeah. back to the sound design too. Mm-hmm. And then lastly, I think. I think the other one that gets he, he, almost another Gary Oldman award, but like it's more just like a, a uh, the subtlety of his performance was uh, Jeffrey Wright, Jeffrey as, Wright. As, as as James Gordon was just so awesome through that whole movie. He's a cool dude. Yeah, and no. and you know the funniest part is every time I heard him talking, 
he was just using his Batman voice from the radio show. Like, it was so weird. Like, yep. Yep. it's the same voice. You ended up listening to those, Frank? I did, yeah, yeah. They're, They're did great, the aren't comic, they? The comic books that they have. Oh, no. They have, like, a small collection of comic books based on the radio show. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. But, like, uh, just, what's his I, name? Par- Parnell or whatever? Steve. Chris Parnell. Chris Parnell, yeah. Chris Parnell's in it and, like bunch mm-hmm. of other actors and they're all fantastic in it like it's it's one of the best things i like putting it on the tv just to see the old-timey radio just like yeah. sitting there and while, while they're going but it's, it's a, cool. a way he spoke and interacted with batman that the trust you can tell the trust was there but not a hundred percent like yeah he was still kind of sussing batman out for like parts of it but i also felt like mm-hmm. it was a it was an actor that truly understood the material because mm-hmm. He had already freaking played Batman before, you know what I mean? And yeah. so, like, that was that's a really cool uh, piece of information to go in to inform the way you play Commissioner Gordon, right? Like, you can be the person that enables this character to be the hero he needs to be. And I thought that was, I, I just was so happy every time I watched Jeffrey Wright in that movie. I just felt I felt like, yeah, man, this is this is the Commissioner Gordon that we deserve. Like, I love that. You, you could have pulled your punch. I did. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I did. Yeah. Um, Damn, you're a little bitch. Like the, the movie, though, it it looks great. Um, the I I did like the sound design. I didn't really care for the the double backing on the Nirvana song. Uh, yes. for some reason yeah. when when movies play a song one like a uh i hate the summer version song, of a 90s song and then play it again it's like come on pick a new song like you lose the magic the second time around like like in midnight suns with uh uh inner sandman like it's so annoying okay and i'm the one that's being nitpicky right <laughs> oh but but that's that's I'm not just nitpicking like the one instance of it in Batman. I'm nitpicking every every somber '90s song except like for Donnie Darko in, in Ragnarok. I, I I hated it. That like pick pick a new song. He one song gets used once. <laughs> Which song in Ragnarok? The Apache. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I like that. I thought that was cool. Are we, I like. Wait. Are we, are we talking about immigrant song? Immigrant song. Oh, sorry, song. Immigrant yeah. song. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why I said Apache. Apache is that that other. We're gonna have to end this show because Ricky just don't get it. If you don't, you don't get it. It's okay. Um, I did. I did want to mention one other funny thing that was like a weird. Aside from the Riddler being in both, uh, there was this weird uh, parallel between uh, Batman Forever and uh, the Batman that I had never really picked up on or never remembered. I guess, mm-hmm. but did it happened uh, on Halloween. Uh, no, the, well, yeah, that's actually another one too. They both happen in Halloween, um, but the uh, the specifically these two movies um, make a more concerted effort to demonstrate that Gotham City is New York more than more than others uh, Batman stories have done. Right, like like uh, or it's a New York ish. There was city. little Caesars in the background. So There's yeah. a full on Times Square type area in that one. There's a damn Statue of Liberty in Batman Forever that I had completely forgotten about. Yeah, the two face, the two face uh, statue. Yeah, Liberty. yeah, and I just thought that was really interesting. But I, I like seeing that because I know that historically, like the the term Gotham actually was an old timey way of referring to New York. Yeah. Um, so yeah. it was nice to see this actually be 
more of the New York that it was supposed, you know, that it's been supposed yeah. to be. In, Gotham you know, Square Street. Gardens. Same with Metropolis, yeah. I believe. Metropolis is like a yeah supposed to be in New York also. Both yeah. places I would never want to live. I think. Um, yeah. I just then, live in Bloodhaven. Bloodhaven seems like a nice, safe place. Yeah, to, and mm-hmm. Zach was saying they mentioned it. I don't remember, but I do. I did. She, she I said zone she's going to go. She's going to go upstate to Bloodhaven. Yep. Gotcha. For, I did zone out. Oh yeah, you're right. She did. Uh, you know what? I couldn't stop hearing in that scene was when she's talking about like I might just go upstate. You should come with me. I was just replaying the Telltale scene. That's exactly the same. <laughs> yes. Uh, like, I think they say Bloodhaven in the Telltale scene. Dude, I'm not, so I'm much sure. of that movie was the Telltale video game. That, Except that they didn't also... make a, a dreamy penguin. Like, I, um, I he yeah, was dreamier than, than Danny Vito's for sure. I'll give you that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was dreamier for sure. But I think that was the other reason I felt like so much of the story was retread is because like, it really did follow a lot of the plot points of the Telltale Batman, minus the the inclusion of uh, Two Face, um, you know. And I, I'm kind of glad they didn't include Two Face in the story because, like, it was already too many slices. There was there was a lot of there was too many slices. They had a lot I, of things going on. I, I was one. down for them to mention D.A. Harvey Dent somewhere, but but oh, but oh, oh, I, don't, I, I don't. I don't mention. Say, yeah. I mean, like, have a character, have the character. Yeah, but it yeah, was no, nice no, to don't have. Do that. Don't do that. It was nice but, to have a commissioner die and a DA die and all these different people so that we can yeah. bring make, in the new and the next for, one, right? Yeah, yeah, make way for the new guys. Yeah. But um, yeah, I I overall I appreciate the story for what it sets up. And uh, you know, like I always say for Marvel movies, like t- time will tell if I enjoy this movie more, you know, in hindsight. Uh, the way the way you say that though is like when when like your kid comes home from school and drew you a shitty fire truck and you're all like, I appreciate this fire truck. And you put it ceremoniously on the fridge and you're like, cool. And, but you know, you know, your kid draws like crap, you know, even for a five-year-old, like that kid draws like crap. Yeah. That's pretty much how I feel about Matt Reeves. (laughs) I like Cloverfield. I thought Cloverfield was great. Apes are good. It's okay. They're okay. They're, they're fun. Um, the they got a little long in the tooth. The ape stories, yeah, like this um, they did. They did. They like did. Dawn, Dawn yeah. of the Rise of the Planet of the apes of the War of the, the Apes. Of the, yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's so much. Yeah. Even the title got long in the tooth. But Cloverfield, I, like, I thought was really brief, and I, I think it told you what you needed to to, to get going. Um, so yeah. that's why I was hoping for a brief Matt. Reeves. Oh, I totally didn't even put the two and two together of the ARGs with this movie mm-hmm. and in that movie. Oh, yeah, but um. We should probably cut it because, like, oh, yeah, we've you're been right, going you're for right. a while. We've been going for a while. It's just we knew Ricky was going to abandon us, so we just wanted to keep him a little longer. And we were talking about a full-on three-hour movie, so it was only fair that we spend at least one hour talking about it just to show yep. them that they could have told that story a lot shorter. Uh, and we did say we were going to cut it, and then this is the second time we're saying we're going to cut it. Mm-hmm. So I think, yeah, yeah. Well, I just I, I, I think sure. we're keeping in the theme. We're keeping in yeah. the theme of that. Yeah. Man. We need like a guest to... to come out, a random Joker to come out. Right now. I just felt bad that we somehow got that far without talking about Catwoman, uh, Alfred Riddler. Or, I mean, uh, uh, Riddler. We didn't, we didn't talk about the Riddler or Falcone, which um, they were there. They're in the movie. I don't. I didn't. Yeah, love don't them. cosplay as the Riddler. I didn't, I, I didn't love um, them. I li- <laughs> yeah, if you're a white supremacist, please don't cosplay as the Riddler. Don't ruin it for the rest yeah, of us. And yeah, and don't try to do Falcone's accent unless uh, it it actually belongs to your heritage, because that's um, it's questionable. That's appropriation. Yeah. It's appropriation. Yeah. Uh, but um, but I, I, I did like the I like the Riddler. I like that was one of my favorite scenes. That's my second favorite scene when he's all like, oh, I like the, the the cadence when he when he spoke when he's 
Yeah. Uh, getting upset was pretty, really cool. I love how you get mad at them for reusing the Nirvana song once and not Ave Maria through the whole freaking movie over Dude, and over if, and over. If you're going to get mad at Ave Maria through the whole movie, you got to get mad at his Imperial Death March dirge that <laughs> plays whenever he shows up. I like, yeah. I like, I like his music Fuck. though. Execution I like all the music in the movie. So I, I'm not, you I'm know, not the composer is the director of the world by night stuff. Yep. Mm. And he's also Cloverfield. The, the composer, the music composer is mm-hmm. also the guy that provided us all the music for the Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. So it's Michael he, James. By night, he he also, he's cool also music. lost too. He did. He did all the, the the most recent Spider-Man trilogy. So props to him. I just think it's funny that this is the second time we've had a Spider-Man composer also do the music for Batman. Do Batman? Yeah, huh? that's yeah. funny. Yeah, but I I will say that whatever complaints we have, we are in a position of extreme nerd privilege because we got a pretty solid Spider-Man movie and a pretty solid Batman movie for the first time within months of each other. That's pretty nuts. Like, um, and I'm, I'm spoiled. So like whatever I complain about, yeah. you can throw it out. You can throw it yeah. out. You know? We're about to hit and the trifecta with a solid the Morbius movie. movie. Oh, <laughs> oh man. So, oh man. Don't, don't, keep, don't keep the streak going, baby. Like, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. All right. We should, we're definitely cutting this. All right. Now. Th- this seems like it's the end for reals. This now. is the real end. Uh, after we talk about, um, I want to talk about that maid some more. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. She uh, was a great character. She was on yeah. par with Bernard Houseman from the Sam Raimi <laughs> trilogy. No, for reals though. Uh, I think we all like the movie. I think, uh, we're all giving it in a, around the B area. Like, I don't know. I B give it a B minus. B plus. B plus. B plus. B plus. I grade, I grade I, curve. I think this is really weird. Cause this might've been the closest we've ever been on scoring a movie together. Um, so, uh, so the apocalypse. Spot? Beware the apocalypse, guys. Uh, we already had yeah. we had that. That was already that was already done. Was it Suicide Squad? Okay. No, no, no. I'm saying uh, the apocalypse already happened. Now, yeah. now we're gonna have another apocalypse. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we'll talk about that more in the soapbox. All right. Yes, but for next week, check back with us when we watch or we'll be discussing Barb Wire oh, uh, to commemorate the ending of Pam and Tom. What did you think? I wasn't serious about that. I told you I had to let our viewers know what they can expect next week. All right. Uh, we're watching Barb Wire, guys. This is what we're doing. We're going from the Batman to Barb Wire, and it's going to be awesome. Uh, I'll see if I can get somebody to, to join us on that ride. Um but yeah, thanks, thanks for everybody for thanks you guys for for nerding out with me extra long on this one. Uh, that was really fun. Uh, thanks to our patrons for supporting our growth, and uh, to our audience for tuning in and chiming in in the in the comments. Uh, thank you so much for that. Uh, also, uh, Frank, where can people what can people do if if they enjoyed the show? I could smash that like button the way vengeance smashes crime, and uh, leave a comment. It helps our algorithms and uh, tell your friends about us. Who are you? Or the or the way vengeance smashes Commissioner Gordon's face. Or the way he doesn't pull his punches very much. Um, yes. Also, go ahead and join our Patreon, and you can hang out with more fun after the show, and we can where we talk about anything. We'll talk about anything. We will talk about politics. We will talk about. Uh, disabilities we will talk about oh, mental disabilities we'll, we'll we'll make fun of people we'll, we'll do whatever you want well i'll pull my pants down i don't care Whoa. <laughs> oh my god what am i missing this week Whoa. a lot apparently oh god uh or none of that because or, he's just or joking. none of that 
or yeah. none of that because I'm joking. But we will talk about uh, more Batman. I think we'll talk about the Riddler and uh, Paul Dano's uh, very, <laughs> very, very, ta- very good take on him. Very, very fun take. Very niche take. All right, you're done, Frank. Thank done, you so Frank. much. Thanks for watching 10 Excelsior. True See believers. Enough said.